This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Yeah, um, yeah. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're throwing ourselves in front of trucks as we watch mm-hmm. Spine 319 in the Criterion Collection, Akira Kurosawa's The Bad Sleep Well from 1960. But first, RJ. Yes. Winter is here. I mean, I guess. It kind of was last week, though, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. It was really windy. It, oh, yeah. Last week was wind week. Yeah. We already it, did that one. Yeah, we did that one. Now it's yeah. now it's back to snow. It's snow here. form? Yeah. How do you feel about it's, snow form? Snow form? Yeah. Um, uh, it's hard to say. There's times where I like it, and then there's times I hate it. Mm. I don't love it, though. I don't think I love snow. I'm not a big fan of snow. And I'm not afraid to say it. Mm. I think I've mentioned before, but a lot of people are like, well, you live in Canada. And it's like, yeah, I know. That wasn't by choice, though. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he edges up and leave. I'm allowed to not like the snow, Jarrett. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm, I should be allowed to not like the snow. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, snow, snow sucks. Snow sucks. Gotta wake and up apparently... earlier. As we record at this very moment, it could start snowing any time. Why? Those clouds are pretty snowy looking. Oh. Big, fluffy, snowy clouds. I just wish I could get through most of the work up until Christmas break and then and then not have to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? No. But hey, at least what? it's not freezing cold. Not yet. Usually, the last couple of years, we get really cold end of January, start of February. That's our cold spot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, Jer? Mm-hmm. You want to hear something crazy? It's when the sun's closest to the earth, or the oh. earth is closest to the sun. Can you believe it? But it's so cold. Yeah. Do you believe me? <laughs> uh, why, why would you ask me that? Now I have Now I have reason to distrust you. I just I thought that's what people did was when when there was any doubt you just go do you believe me soon you'll be telling me your dad owns McDonald's well mine doesn't no I'm sure somebody's dad owns McDonald's no. and then they tell you that and then you go oh and right go, and then they ask do you, you believe me do you believe me you go yeah uh, no what he said I, I I did well a lot of people don't believe me when I tell them that yeah and you say well listen if you have McDonald's in your back pocket Where's mine? That's what I would say. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, if you, if they do, can I go there and eat anytime I want? <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell them I know you, Joey. Yeah, I said Joey. I know you. Oh, <laughs> I, want, I, want some, I, want, I want some free fries. Oh, pizza pie, Joey. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. <laughs> Don't, you don't know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know about this pizza pie business. All I want is a, some some small fries. I thought you were a fan of that McPizza, whatever that thing was. That's not a pizza pie. It's not a pizza pie. It's no. got fries on it. No. It's not even a fry pie. I, I don't even know what you'd call a McPizza these days. Not it, as it doesn't exist. I can call it that. It's not up there. Well. I mean, I think I said before, that's probably for the best, to be I, honest. I wonder if there's like a rogue operation selling those things. Of McPizza Boys? Yeah. There could be. Why wouldn't there be? I don't know. What were we talking about? 
Hey, um, since when we when we were doing the uh, the cereal gimmick, what was that when uh, Sugarhead was on? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, Kellogg's, you hear about this? You hear about this? Oh, yeah. Didn't uh, they say we're going to unionize? And they said no, no, them. no. They're unionized, but uh, their their workers have been on strike for yeah. uh, a while, and some new contract came up, and the workers said that's not good enough, and now Kellogg's is like, well. <laughs> We're just going to have to permanently replace you all with scabs. <laughs> so that's great. Um, Are so you pro scab or anti scab? I, I am. I am uh, pro worker, RJ. Pro worker. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, so folks, don't maybe you hold back on those pop tarts. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe leave those Fruit Loops on the shelf. You'll have to settle for I don't know cereal bar. And um, Pillsbury toaster strudels, uh, maybe fruit flavored circles cereal. Uh, I mean, there's 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 discount brands of those. Go to the health food aisle. It's like there's one. It's called like Gorilla O's or something like that. Exactly, crispy rice, (laughs) crispy good Gorilla O's. Um, No, just get toaster strudels instead of pop tarts. Pop tarts haven't haven't even remotely been as good as they were. In years, in years well, and years. What was your favorite Pop Tart? Uh, I well, I mean, you can't go wrong with the strawberry, but I was yep. always a fan of the s'more. I was going to ask you if you were a s'more because this is remember yep. I was, we were talking s'more about s'mores. Boy. We were talking about s'more flavored things. Yeah, yeah. There was the Pop Tart s'more. Those things were really sweet, though. What I was a fan of was apple mm-hmm. cinnamon Pop Tarts. Uh, yeah, those are good too. Yeah, they, they didn't have those, the yeah. now they didn't have the frosting shell yeah. which uh definitely goes a long way but they they mm. were very delicious uh those those i would actually make sure i toasted first whereas the other ones you, you can eat them uh cold eat, eat them raw like cookies <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean that's what i love doing is eating cold pop tarts too like a cookie sometimes you don't but, but sometimes no, you, but you know what no more now you just gotta you gotta say no to that shit you gotta send, um, you gotta send a message to the uh Mr. Enema, well, Mr. Kellogg, Mr. John Kellogg, yeah. John yeah. Enema. Kellogg. All, all those, all those execs up in Kellogg, giving mm-hmm. each other enemas eight times a day. I've heard. Uh, well, I mean, eight if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And Only if you're lucky. Let's not even talk about the eugenics. Oh well, that's a different kind of ball game, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Different a little bit, just a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Um, what was I gonna say? Are you a toaster strudelsman? Toaster Strudel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say I'm familiar. You don't know Toaster Strudel? I don't think so. You don't know Pils- Pillsbury Toaster oh. Strudel? It's like the pastry that you heat up and then you put the icing on yourself. Yeah, no, I never, uh, never I never fucked with the uh, Pillsbury Toaster Strudel. I, my, if, if you take anything away from today, my recommendation is pick up a box and give it a go. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe I'll have to for my. Uh, pseudo pop tart i'll have to go with these uh pillsbury products because the toaster strudel is high-end stuff you got to get it just right it's kind of like you you do a low toast on one side flip it with a low toast again and then flip it again and do another just half a low toast and then it's it won't be burnt on the outside but that inside will be nice and warm and then you put your own frosting on the frosting comes in a little big you put it on yourself and you never have the pop tart incident or the pop tart problem where there is not enough icing, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, big fan of the toaster strudel. Big there, fan. There you go, folks. 
load, yeah. load up at the grocery store this weekend. Yeah. And if Pillsbury is owned by some subsidiary, which also <laughs> owns Kellogg's, then I guess we're in a, a pickle. But <laughs> Dilly of a pickle. Dilly of a pickle. But, I mean, hey, that's uh, capitalism. They are owned by General Mills. Okay, so we're good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, they, they I probably mean, have equally bad stuff. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Or are they? They were bought in 2001 by General Mills, but an antitrust law required General Mills to sell off some of the products. So, so this company kept the rights to refrigerated and frozen Pillsbury branded products, while dry baking products and frosting were sold to the Orville, Ohio-based Smucker Company under license. Smuckers, you know about sons of bitches. You know Smucker. Oh, I know Smucker. You want that? You want that caramel? Uh, want, I'm a. You want what that? What about Goober Smooches? That's where it's peanut butter and jam in one you, jar you, yeah exactly you want those jellies and those jams yeah goober smooches look it up it's for the kids goober smooches yeah jiff or gif yes jiff <laughs> folgers well, the Fol- peanut butter is jiff actually i think yeah i heard some guy say folgers one time he went can you go get some folgers <laughs> and it, i went uh, what are they what are they podcasters uh I don't know. I well, no, they weren't. But um, I was really taken back. Can you go get some Folgers? And I was like, some what? He's like, you know, the coffee Folgers. It's like Folgers. I I don't know. Yeah, that's all it is said in their household. Folgers. I know. I mean, I I'm not a. I say it's, stuff wrong all just, the time. It just sounds so funny though. Folgers. Uh, I mean, I that and that's what I mean, like. I say stuff all the time that's wrong, and it's like, whatever. Who cares how you say something? But, uh, yeah, Folgers. Sounded weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Beautiful. Anything else going on in your life? No. I mean, I'm busy still, but, you know, uh, in another week, and we're going to be at Christmas, have a little break, maybe catch up on uh, this and that. You know what I mean, Drew? Think about think about that little baby who saved all our souls. Well, uh, yeah, he died for you. You podcast for him, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, Jared, mm-hmm. you make sure that you do that, all right? Cool. Bless up. Uh, no, I, I ain't got nothing else going on. What are you doing, though? I don't know, RJ. I don't know, but uh, I was uh, I, I watched movies. You Man. did? Yeah, I did. What kind? Uh, lots of rewatches. You watched a ton of rewatches. Yeah. Anything good? Uh, we'll find out after we oh. address the emails. The fee mails? All man mails. Ooh. Yeah, I know about man mails. Let me tell you. Let's check out uh, a new email from, uh, th- this is three in a row, I think, from Pathboy Standstill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With an yeah. email entitled, You Are What You Eat From Your Head to Your Creep. Mm. Upsetting. Hey, y'all, it's Pathy B. I apologize in advance for this lengthy, girthy email. Oh, God. Your talk of Canadian shows had me hooping and hollering so much that I wanted to say one or two more things about some of the shows you mentioned that I had forgotten. Undergrads. I barely remember seeing this one once at a hotel, and my God, my goodness, it did it have an ugly art style. I don't know who okayed the character's design of Gimpy, but I hope they were fired for that blunder. There was some episode of that show that had a big Star Trek versus Star Wars feud. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Anyway, thank you for illuminating the delightful world of Beekman, specifically the triumph that is Lester the Rat. I wish to be that actor's uh-huh. son and to see my dad dressed like a rat around the house throughout the day. Also, thank you for mentioning how Metroid dreadfully unfunny this hour has 22 minutes and Royal Canadian Air Force were. Those mm. were the shows that would force my hand to change the channel after a classic Simpsons. I agree. Yep. I agree. Yeah, even if you're doing homework or having to like go eat supper, it was like, oh man, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> these shows suck. It was ideal timing because yeah, you like no one wanted to watch that. Then you're like, ugh, this get out. Of- Don't you want some like Kim Campbell two seater jokes and Jean Crenshaw, his Prime his, Minister Poutine his, jokes? His, his face, <laughs> look at his face. He's- they say they called the Prime Minister Poutine. Oh my God, it's hilarious. Oh. You know what I mean? You're doing all right there. I'm good. I'm always good. All right. One last thing. Wow, is the comfy couch grade-A nightmare fuel. How can a show such a comfy Mm -hmm. title have such a terrifying aesthetic? Not only is it the clown makeup the girl wears, but also the fact that the couch she is on is uncannily larger than her. That right Mm -hmm. there gives me the heebie-jeebie times three Bs. I mean, Big Comfy Couch was scary because I'm pretty sure like there's there's also a part of that show where she went under the couch or under the couch was maybe like dust bunnies and the dust bunnies were characters and they actually lived under the couch. I might be confusing it, but I think it's that scary stuff, Jared. Scary stuff. I think that might have been past your time. Uh, yeah, I remember. I feel like it was on TV late at night at Humpty's. Oh, for sure. It was just like for some reason they just threw that was the channel it was on for some kids that were there with their parents at 11 o'clock at night. And it was just like, like why, why is this show on? I was one time at a Denny's at like 1 a.m. and there was a family there with a little kid and I felt bad for the little kid because mm-hmm. they're, they're like, eat your spaghetti. But they actually said sketty. They're like, eat your sketty. And uh, I was like, this it's 1 a.m. This kid wants to go to bed, man. Don't make him eat the sketty. Let him go to Betty. <laughs> know what I mean? Okay, okay, enough of this TV talk. This is a podcast about films. Is it? In the last week's episode, you started talking about Matilda. It almost sounded like maybe Jared was trying to remember the kids' book series Madeline at first, perhaps. I think I was. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was Matilda he was thinking about. If, if so, disregard. But did you know? Madeline was not an orphan in the books. It was the film adaptation that killed her parents off. Fun fact, no? Uh, I didn't know that. So Danny DeVito's choice was to kill those parents. Hey? Yeah. No. Okay. He likes those dead parents. Fine. Fine, fine. fine. Also, in regards to the last part of the podcast, specifically the Pogcast conversation, if you hear Young and saying Pog, Poggers, or Pogchamped, disassociate that with the 90s Pog craze or the infamous Millhouse line. They are talking about Twitch TV streamer nonsense. The Pog champ face is worth mm. a little bit of a chuckle, I suppose, and it's semi-amusing that it was taken down for promoting far-right conspiracies. No mm. joke. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a... Uh, I don't like this co-opting of Pogs. Mm. I... And I'm not going to lie to you, Jared. I prefer the the original Pogs. I think that's what we need to go with, and I think that's the only appropriate thing to go with. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Pogs. Pogs. It's pog form. Yeah. Cardboard. Yep. 
Yeah, for some. From 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 milk in Hawaii. Um, what? Slammers. Oh yeah, yeah. slamming for sure. As a oh, side note, if yep. you two were to take a which Simpsons character are you test. RJ is definitely Millhouse. No, and get J- out of here. And Jarrett has got to be Duffman. Interesting. 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 I know where the real Millhouses are. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, everything might be coming up Millhouse, mm-hmm. except Millhouse himself. You know what I mean? No, I don't. You know what I mean, Jer? No. I know that's uh, Richard Nixon's middle name. Millhouse? Yeah, yeah Richard M. Mick and Nixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what which which uh, Simpsons character are you, RJ? Hans Moleman. Yeah, I don't know. I always liked Hans Moleman. I I just like related to him a little bit. Him and Lionel Hutz. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It fits, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in between there, or the lesser known Miguel Sanchez. Well, I know uh, many people. Many people have told me how I have such a great voice for broadcasting. So I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Kent Brockman. How about mm. that? Uh, yeah, I mean, and when Jarrett doesn't get his Danish, he doesn't go on. <laughs> Call the weekend guy. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't get his Danish. Doesn't perform that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're pretty quick to respond to. Like, if there, if you saw some ants in space, you'd have that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all hail our new ant warlords and stuff. You'd be pretty fast with that. I think. Mm-hmm. Pretty real fast. <laughs> That's the one where he's got a stack of paper, then a little title pops up behind him. <laughs> Kent in trouble for. <laughs> <laughs> just <gasps> it's, uh, anyways back mm-hmm. to uh the normal broadcasting as a side yeah. side note i was impressed with jared's impression of andy on curb your enthusiasm get this man an agent oh. andy which andy uh his cousin andy oh right <laughs> so i couldn't do it again <laughs> no because because you're like which character which guy which guy yeah which guy yeah, no, you, that's a that's a one and done type thing. Yeah, you can't, it's over. Uh, you I can't, can't ever, replicate that. Yeah, no. So no, no agent required. Mm. Well, yet. <clears throat> As a side, side, side note, let's talk about side dishes. You got mm. your noodles, legumes, rice, potatoes, and bread. Now you must choose to eliminate one of these from the world. Legumes. Yeah. Here are some points for clarification. Noodles include ramen, udon, pho. And all types uh-huh. of pastas. Bread includes muffins, buns, and bagels, but not tortillas. I don't think they count. Legumes, beans, peas, lentils, soybeans, and peanuts. Okay, I changed my mind. Yeah, see, that's rough. For yeah. for, for uh, Pathboy's answer, he says, yeah. potatoes. Despite the shame my Irish ancestors must be feeling now, rice and noodles are king. Bread allows us to have so many good things, burgers, sandwiches egg muffins and beans are an excellent source of protein for a vegetarian such as myself okay so wait what were the options was it uh noodles rice and legumes or was rice noodles legumes rice potatoes and bread rice get that rice out of there really yeah see like i i have the reason it's the legumes is we have a legume rice and it's really weird. Yeah, I'd go. You know what? Of those, because like I kind but of, but I love beans. I kind of lump rice and noodles into one. Weirdly enough, uh, have you ever had orzo? Because orzo is like noodle rice. Yeah, it's like noodles beat rice. So yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, get that rice out of there. I know, I know, rice has got what you need and can keep you alive. And you, it's like, no, nah. you, you can't bake rice. It, that's <laughs> and true. And put a sour cream and chives yeah. and stuff on it. And you know, without legumes, we wouldn't be here because they uh, provide a uh, thing for the soil for nitrogen, and it's the only reason there's life on Earth. Allegedly, in case, in case you were wondering, mm-hmm. Bucko. Mm-hmm. Bucko. Before I sign off, I just want to say to Jarrett, go easy on Kurosawa. He might not be your favorite, but I think he does a good job. And hey, want to hear a lighthearted joke? I hope everyone takes lightheartedly. Mm. Um, okay. <clears throat> Did you know Kurosawa's mom had two sons? One was named Kuro Sweet, the other Kurosawa. Okay, okay, I'm done. Uh, I'd like to know if that was original or not. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I'd like to know if that was an original one, just because uh, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious. But... All right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. A creepadachi. A creepadachi? Yeah. Oh, creepadachi. Baka. Buka. Fina papa. Well, thank you, you know what I mean? Boy. Uh, yeah, thank you for the emails mm-hmm. to all of our friends. Well, there's more, RJ. Oh, yeah. But okay. wait, there's more. What form is it in? Uh, email. Oh, Justin okay. Peterson. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. May the Christmas special be with you. Yes. Ho, 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 Jared and RJ. What's happening? I mm. finally braved the dreaded 1978 Star Wars holiday special, and what a trip that was, and I was so glad YouTube let me watch it sped up. Do you fellas have any memories of the nightmarish Star Wars Christmas content? RJ, have you seen this thing in any way? I've seen parts in it, and I'm not going to lie. I don't have a whole lot of interest in it. Yeah, it's uh, I I watched this a few years ago. Uh, I, I yeah. tapped after 52 minutes. Uh, that mm-hmm. was that was just too much at that point. The The Wookiees look wicked. <laughs> like it's like a bunch. It's a family mm-hmm. of Bigfoot. Uh, That's cool. All hanging out. And then it keeps going. And it yeah, it's brutal. Just no good. It's a variety show, RJ, mm. and uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, it's it's crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it lives up to the hype. Big hype. Big hype, and I think on YouTube there's actually a very good quality uh, copy of it on there. Uh, yeah, I think that's where most people watch it at this point. Yeah, um, it's not bootlegs, and people went because yeah, I, I remember make like. Back in the day, science fiction magazines and like Toy Fair magazine, Wizard magazine, they like would make fun of it and talk mm-hmm. about it in this way. And it's like, well, how bad could it be? Yeah. Pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it is bad, but I think if you watch that, you're watching it for a reason, right? Like you're watching it almost as a joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember when it first started, I was kind of like, I could get into this. And then no, yeah. no, no. Mm. That's no good. It's a rough one. Yeah. What other holiday special uh, specials do you enjoy? Crazy that they have yet to top Dr. Seuss's How to How the Grinch Stole Christmas and A Charlie Brown Christmas. But the Toy Story one from a few years ago was also pretty good. Mm. That, I don't really both that uh that Rudolph. I mean Rudolph is fine. Are you just talking about any Christmas special? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Some TV shows have good spe- Christmas specials, like, you know, like two-part episodes. 
I couldn't name any offhand, but some of those are better than like the actual Christmas movie specials the, themselves. The It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas special is pretty good. Yeah, that one is good. Um, if you want to see Danny DeVito. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They're all good. I mean, I don't. They're all good. Wow, I mean, let's put that on the all of <laughs> all the Christmas all, all the Christmas shows. It's all good. RJ well, Taylor. I I don't know, like Charlie Brown's good, Rudolph, yeah, sure, Frosty, whatever. I mean, Christmas is a thing where it's like I feel like even if it's not like a high quality thing, like one of those, just an old cartoon. It's like just throw it on, see what you get out of it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jer? I feel ya. He he knows. He gets it. Man. He gets it. Yeah, there was um, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight beachcombers uh, Christmas episodes. Beachcombers? Yeah. Oh, were they good though? I imagine they were amazing. Why would they do so many if it wasn't? Well, for money. Hey, there was a uh, a Christmas episode of the Big Comfy Couch. Ooh. Do you think you could pull that up for us? Comfy and joy. Sure, joy, joy. Comfy and joy. Everybody know that you got the comfiness. Like that? And then, of course, there's Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't like Trailer Park Boys? Uh, With an episode entitled, Dear Santa Claus, Go Fuck Yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay, so actually, here's the thing with some of those specials. Um some of those specials aren't the, they're not like scripted episodes. Some of them are just like them kind of like hanging out, which is fine too. But if you go into it, expecting it to be like an actual Christmas special episode and it's not, then you go, Oh, mm. you go, okay. Yeah. You, you know watch, what I mean? You'll be careful of that. Yeah. Cause like, that's fine too. Like I, I saw a couple of them in real life and that's all they did was just, they had like gigs and like just said jokes and what stuff, a... but it wasn't, there wasn't any like, pat, like any script. To it. Yeah. yeah. What about Andy Kaufman at Carnegie Hall? <laughs> was that specifically for Christmas? Uh, it was in the spirit. I think it was. It didn't happen at Christmas, but there was milk mm. and cookies, and Santa Claus arrived. So, what did Santa Claus do once you got there? I think he gave Andy gifts. I'm gifts? Assuming. Yeah. Or any or or something potentially smaller. I can't recall. Hmm. I can't recall from Man on the Moon. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What's your favorite Christmas special? I feel like I've answered this several times. <laughs> oh, yeah. You like uh, Alien Christmas. Alien's First Christmas. That's a that's a great one. Beautiful. Have you ever, have you ever seen Alien's First Christmas? No. <laughs> you should. It's only 20 minutes long, dude. So does the, the alien learn about the power of christ well he learns the true meaning of christmas and at the same time um not gonna lie to you the the people learn a little bit about themselves from the aliens too maybe they're the real aliens oh man what i mean on a uh on goodhousekeeping.com they have the 25 best christmas themed tv show episodes to watch this holiday season and one of them is ted lasso because it's already the best so it's already entered the conversation people really really love that Ted Lasso jerk. Yeah, I um I have I have some 
feelings uh, about you the show. Thoughts? I've never, I've never seen it, and I already hate it. <laughs> Maybe it's really good, but I hate it. I, I've been told it's very good. Yeah. I so hate, I hate it. But just because it's popular. Yeah, I again, I have I, maybe people are like you got to justify having Apple Plus, so you're like, hey, this is really, uh, this is really good. Apparently, it's the one. It's really good, but it is the one and only show on that whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How about Festivus? What do you For the rest of it? us, yeah, yeah, Festivus is fine. Okay, I'm okay with Festivus. As long as it is for the rest of this. The, oh, uh, the Beavis and Butthead Christmas stuff is also really good. Any of those? Uh, I could, I could, I could like that. Yeah. You get into that. Nice, mm. nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go movie question of the week. Been a long time since I asked about an actress. So, what are your favorite Meryl Streep performances? When I first saw Streep in shows like Kramer vs. Kramer, I could not stand her, but she's great at playing those characters that you love to hate. Personally, I love seeing her in Julie and Julia. I mean... Where do you even begin, RJ, in picking just one role? Just one? I mean, it's not really as much a question as it is a statement. It's got to be The Devil Wears Prada, right, Jarrett? I guess so. I mean, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, or you know, Death Becomes Her is actually a really good show too. So I could we could say Death mm. Becomes Her. Well, just take a skim here of movies that she's in significant. I've only seen nine. I've seen, I've seen twelve. What about Stuck on You? Is that your favorite? Do you think? Uh, I haven't seen that movie. I did. I, I try to lend that to you one time. Yeah, you? yeah, you did. Yeah. Why wow. won't you watch Stuck on You? Oh, she was in Deer Hunter. <laughs> okay. Apparently, and your favorite um, movie, Little out of, Women. Out of Africa stinks. Well, that's a. Hey, do you want to hear? Have I ever told you my Out of Africa story? I think so. With that guy. Uh, how about? Driving? Okay, here's one for you, RJ. She Devil with Roseanne. With Roseanne? No. Sounds cool. I'd watch that. Yeah, and Ed Bagley. Egg Bagley. Egg Bagley. Junior or senior? Junior. Egg Bagley. Mm-hmm. Junior. Ad- adaptation. She, she's. Uh, she, yeah, she's fine in that. Yeah, there you go. That's the best movie she's been in. Adaptation. Yeah. What about Devil Wears Prada? No. What about Death Becomes Her? That's an awesome movie. No. You're not a Death Becomes Her man. No. Why not? Uh. No, I, I don't know. It sucks. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. it. That's all I'm gonna say. And she's uh, she has some good voice work in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, of course, we all remember Meryl Streep as the wife. How fantastic was she, though? Well, she wasn't the Fox. Mr. Fox was. Hmm. Uh, seems like every year my family watches the same Christmas movies from the Santa Claus and Gremlins to Christmas Vacation and Home Alone. So what classic Christmas movies that you have never seen will you make time to watch this year? For me, I am going to check out Black Christmas and White Christmas. Mm, my Christmas is supposed to be good. I've seen Black Christmas and it is good. I tried watching White Christmas two Christmases ago. No dice? No dice. No dice Christmas? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. 
Chris. You don't know? I don't know. Christmas classics that I have not seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have no intention to watch anything. Yeah, yeah, you're doing a pretty good job of that. <laughs> well, I'm still feeling that Creeptober grind, man. <laughs> That's so long ago. It's like, well, I mean, you didn't watch movies for like four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm enjoying other things is what I should say. But I, yeah, I have, I'm sure I'll watch something. I just don't know why. I have no, no plans or anything I'd like to see, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like at that point where most of the movies I haven't seen. Well, we'll be watching one of these movies for the the creep proper, so we can't can't watch that one. Is it a uh, is it a Christmas? Oh, Metropolitan. Yeah, yeah. I almost watched that one time. Almost. That yeah. what a huge I'm... mistake that would have been. I know. That's what I. That's what I mean. I almost watched it one time, and I'm happy I didn't. Shop around Mary. the shop around the corner. That's that's it. Shop around the corner. Yeah. Is that? Didn't we watch that movie one time already? Uh, nope. That's a movie that's got a similar title that you're thinking of, but is not. But is but is not the movie with Jimmy Stewart in it. Are, are we talking about the shop on Main Street? It's, I think so. Something like that. Okay. I'm gonna go to a generic Christmas list. Here is this has 361 films. Let's sort this by not watched. Uh, how do you do that? When added, your rating, uh, other guys' rating. Oh, here it is. Uh, fade watched films. Let's see what the number one most popular is. Um, no, I don't want to watch that. What is it? Uh, an American Christmas Carol with Henry Winkler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, you should. I'm going to I'm going to send this to you because this was. OK, wait, this is actually a pretty unique find because this was made in 1979 and Henry Winkler has old makeup. And I thought it was current day Henry Winkler, but it's old makeup Henry Winkler. Hmm. So I feel like someone needs to watch that. But, like, other things in there, like, American Sniper is on this list. I feel like that can't be true. <laughs> you know like... what I mean? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Do you see what I mean now? <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of strange, isn't it? Um, This was just in the list order. I got to I gotta sort this by popularity. Okay, the most popular one that I haven't seen is The Green Knight. That can't be a Christmas movie. Get the fuck out of here. The second most popular one is Shazam. So come on, this is that's a bullshit list that I haven't seen. That's what I what I mean. It's crap that I haven't seen. Then uh, the Hunt with Mads Mikkelsen. I don't think that's a Christmas movie either. Klaus, the animated one. That one is Christmas. I guess that one is. There you go. Yeah. But well, Shazam, I think, is a Christmas movie too. Well, you know, I've heard that the next one's going to be better than the first. I don't know. I can't remember where I heard that, but actor says new project better than other projects. Yeah. And you go, wow, great. (laughs) In no way do you benefit from people believing that. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I I just, why did you sign on to this? I just care about it so much, and I know that it's going to be better than the first one. I know. I'm trying to sell you this used car. Let me tell you, it's the best one on the lot. (laughs) Between you and me, since we're such close personal friends. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you say, listen, between you and me, just know that this is the real deal here. I'm not just saying it for profit. It really is that good. But I recall hearing in the past that mm. RJ was a smoker. Has yeah. he switched to vaping? No. Also, what kind of laws do you have up in the Great White North to hinder folks away from substance abuse? When, uh, when I, I can speak to it. Okay. When I was in Sweden, they only sold alcohol above 4% in a special shop called a System Bulliget that had special hours to try and cut down on folks drinking too much during those cold, dark winter months. Hmm. Uh, what laws yeah. do we have <laughs> to hinder um, folks from substance abuse? <laughs> None, actually. In uh, in, 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 in Creepsville? <laughs> yeah, we, if anything, the laws are set to encourage substance abuses, and that's why we have a lot of addictions problems up in Canada. Um, but the only thing we do have is uh, we get taxed out the ass on substances. So, like... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, like v- a, v- vice taxes? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, a pack, pack of darts, Jarrett, in the States... Uh, I think it's like six bucks and a pack of darts up here. Last time I checked was uh, $19. That's nothing. You want to hear the crazy one? You know, a tin of chew, tin of chew in the States. And like, I don't actually chew. So I just, uh, I know whenever I would used to go to the States, people would always pick up chew to bring back. Cause a tin of chew down there, like one of the little like pucks was like, um, I don't know, like five bucks or something like that. Tin of chew up here is over $30. Huh. So that we don't have laws not to do it. It's just we make it so that people will people will spend debted money to these products, which will increase their debt, which will increase interest, um, increase so anyway, profits and increase profits. Exactly. So, yeah, if you want to if you want to have it, you just got to pay a lot. Same thing with like liquor, like a case of beer um, up here or, or like, let's say, yeah, like so a 15 pack up here would be like. Like thirty bucks and a fifteen pack in the states, I think is like eight dollars or something like that. So everything we have is just a lot more expensive. True. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's not great for me because I use those products, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I understand why it's like that. So I'm not, I, I can't complain. It just is what it is, you know. Yeah. I, well, I know in um, across Canada, depending on which province you go to, there are different laws. Yeah. Um, in uh, Ontario, they uh, it's all like was it LCBOs or whatever they're called? It's all it's all controlled. LCD liquid crystal display. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I'm not familiar with. Well, this well it's, it's, it's because well, it's because the province controls it. Like you have to actually go to a provincially run business to go buy alcohol. Oh, you're not, you're not familiar with this? No, I mean I've never. Okay. Farthest well, east Alberta, I've been is well, Saskatchewan. Alberta used to be this way too, and it was oh, all okay. and it was all controlled. And it, they so just, Ralph Klein came in. Uh, no, this is before Klein. But they oh, started okay. opening it up in the eighties as time went on, and then uh, cer- certain people there was lotteries to see if you could become like a an alcohol merchant. Uh-huh. Um, we, we know someone like that, and yeah. uh, then it went from there, and now it's like it's still like obviously regulated, 
by yeah. by the government, but it's a little bit more like, hey, have at it. And I just read, RJ, hear about this? You see this? That uh, a 7-Eleven in Edmonton, the, the, the capital mm-hmm. of Creepvalia, uh, is there's a 7-Eleven selling booze. They are selling. See, this is the big thing. In well, this... I guess like I'm not sure if it's beer. And... There's like these designations, right? There's like beer, spirits, and then there's li- yeah. liqueurs. <laughs> well, I mean, there if they have an alcohol content, it shouldn't matter, right? Um, like if they're selling it at all, I think. But uh, that's a big thing because in the states you can get beer at any gas station, but that's not a thing up here. So if if that actually becomes a thing. Get ready for our town to become somehow even shittier, Jerk. So, RJ, just so you're aware, the yeah. Liquor Control Board of Ontario is a crown corporation that retails and distributes alcoholic beverages through the Canadian province of Ontario. It is? Yeah. I'm surprised you've never seen that. Like, it's, it seems uh, like on I mean, CBC, never... CBC talks about LCBO stuff all the time, and there was a whole... Uh, I don't watch that, CBC. That, remember, uh, remember, uh, was it uh, uh, Dougie Ford talking about Buck of Beers? Oh, I remember him talking oh, about Buck of Beer. Oh, I bet you remember that. I remember that part because I went, holy fuck, this sounds pretty good to <laughs> I, me. I yeah, he's, like, he's got to pay that provincial sales tax. Ah, uh, yeah, see, no PST over here. No way. Not yet. No way. Not with the man in the Alberta White House. Uh-huh. You not know with, what I mean? Not, not with any government that wants to get reelected. It, no. But once it's there, it's there for good. I mean, once it's there, people will, won't even realize it's there and just go on with their days. But I don't want They it. will vote you out first. And then whoever yeah. comes in, they'll get to reap the reward. Yeah. 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 And that's fine. Hell of a thing. Hell of a thing. But yeah, other than that, there's like, yeah, they uh, they tax the shit out of uh, smokes and mm-hmm. they still control alcohol. You can't just like in the states where you can just go go to Seven Eleven, have yourself a, a cold one with the boys, or, uh, bu- or boys? by yourself. Optional. Well, bu- by yourself. Yeah, I mean sometimes you don't have any hop in, the boys. Hop, hop in the car. Mm. Yeah. Hop, hop in the car. <laughs> That's the... I think if you're having a cold one at 7-Eleven, I don't know if you're going to be driving. And I don't mean the... like you should be driving. I think you might just be a walk around kind of a person. Well, I believe uh, that was kind of where that expression of uh, one for the road came from. Uh, well, for, maybe. For more, for more innocent days <laughs> when you could just drunky drive all the, all the time and people were just like, that's what happens. Yeah, and people go, what are you going to do he was drunk. We're, we're can you pa- blame him for crashing? <laughs> what can we do about this? Nothing. It's a, it's a pandemic. It's a oh, pandemic. Yeah, it's the pandemic's fault. I uh, I heard a line the other day. Someone was talking about cell phones, and they said cell phones are a greater pandemic than the actual pandemic. And I went like this. What's that? What are you doing? I can't tell. I'm, I'm I was up, furrowing I'm up, my brows. And looking really close. Yeah, I went, what do you mean? They said, have... have cell phones killed millions of people but then i was actually like actually i think cell phones have killed millions of people so maybe there's a point to that you know people texting and driving just uh, right off uh, the cliff Thelman louise style you know what i mean hey so rj what? i don't know if what? you uh recall supposedly what? i don't know what? if you've heard about this in the movie hook yeah the, the, the boo box the, the, the steven spielberg film yeah. Uh, at one point, Robin Williams calls yeah. Rufio a nearsighted gynecologist. Yeah, I remember that scene. What, what's up with that? 
Um, I mean, that's when they're riffing with the boys, you know, and like boys is going to be boys, Jarrett. You know that boys is going to be boys. Come on. You know this. Okay. I know this. Um, I always remember that because I, I remember I remember hearing it when I was a little kid. And I was like, I don't know what that word means. Yes, okay. your mom. No, I don't think I even did. I think I think I was just like so into movies. I was just like, I don't get it, but whatever. Um, and then when I watched it early later, I was like nearsighted gynecologist. I was like, that's funny. That means that he's got to get really close to the gynecology. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a burn, I guess. It's kind of like uh watching seinfeld with my mom and they start talking about menage a trois and i'm like mom what does that mean was this uh was this recently when you were visiting with your parents one day <laughs> yeah i think this was last week you went hey mom what's that word mean i don't yeah. speak i you say you didn't put me in french immersion i don't know how to speak yeah. of the french yeah yeah that's uncomfortable everyone thought because because the laugh track they, they the crowd the audience seemed to know what it meant and they thought it was hilarious and then everyone and then all the little kids in the room were nodding at each other they went yeah yeah we totally know what this means mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. you so hopefully there's like an older sibling um or more worldly cousin who could fill you in i think i had an older sibling i think when i asked questions he bonked me on the head oh yeah bonk you know what I mean? Classic. See, it's the it's the cycle of violence. It's cycle of violence. Cycle of violence is real, my friend. Yeah, and now and now you're beating your nieces and nephews. Sad, really. Well, only only with like words, not yeah. physically. Right. You know, you call a kid stupid. Yeah. It's no big deal. <laughs> oh, great. That won't affect them in any way. No. Speaking yeah. of laws, man, what uh-huh. a. What a tangent we went on. Do you have any strange ones in Creepsville? In Rock Hill, South Carolina, they had a blue law where you could not buy clothes on Sunday morning in an effort to help move, uh, help more people get to church. Gotta mm. love the Bible Belt. Um, I think there's like one, because um, uh, one, one of our city councilors, she was like the historian at the mm. museum here. And I remember oh, yeah. some article of hers mentioning there was like a, a a phase of humanity where people were really into uh, racing pigeons. Oh yeah. And there was like a law about how many hours you were la- allowed to have your racing bird out. Out. Yeah. That makes sense. Something like three hours, I believe. Yeah. And I believe on the books there is a, a curfew for uh, children to be indoors uh, by nine fifteen p.m. Hmm. However, I don't know if it's uh, actually been enforced uh, locally. Uh, probably not. Not for a very long time. I know there is one weird law here. It's actually not weird. I actually support it a lot. Um, it's that if in any instance or any circumstance at all, someone does mention butts, you in turn have to somehow re- bring it back to dumps. And if you don't do that, right, straight to jail. I see. I thought you were saying when people talk about butts, it's against the law not to laugh. I mean, it is against the law not to laugh, yeah. but you also you need to continue on the conversation and somehow bring in bu- dumps. And then when someone brings in dumps, it is also legal. You have to bring in butts. Oh my do you God. understand? RJ, do you want do you want to do a deep a Justin Peterson deep dive on chips? Ooh, how many more other emails do we have? Uh, two. How many movies do you plan on talking about? Uh, but today? most of them are rewatches. I don't okay. want to talk about those. So Okay, cool, cool. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna save you time. 
Foodie question, f- foodie question of the week. Let's stick with our junk food ranked list and get your thoughts on chips. Cheetos and jalapeno kettle chips are my faves. Uh, I'm going to take a rip through this here list. TGI Friday's potato skins, cheddar we, and bacon is the image. Uh, I don't. We don't have that in Canada. Nope, don't know that one. Uh, Takis, I have seen. In Takis stores. are okay. Fuego flavored. I think Takis are okay. I don't know what it is. I think kids just really like Takis. I think they're fine. They're just kind of thin rolled Cheetos. What about Funyuns? I'm gonna break. I'm gonna. I'm gonna break some hearts here. I think Funyuns aren't very good. And I think people who say that they're the best, I think they like saying the word. Great, it's a pr- it's a pretty cool word. I mean, it's a fun word. Funyuns. It is pretty close though to just fungus. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I'm not a big funyun guy. I'm also not a big pork rind guy. I don't well, know pork, if that's going to no, pop up. Well, on this we've list. T- we've talked about it before. Yeah, and I agree. Um, I I, yeah. I much prefer the. Um, is it a old Dutch that does those like the rings? Uh, like hoops, you mean? Kind of, yeah, uh, they're over Funyuns, right? Yeah. You're, you're Those, talking yeah. about hoops. I don't know if they're called hoops, but are are they pork based? Uh, I don't think so. Just look up like Frito hoops because that, no. I think no, 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 not, not hoops, these. not these. God, hopefully it pops up on the list. We'll see. We're gonna yeah, find out. See. Keep Otherwise, rolling. Uh, Cheetos. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I like a good Cheeto. Uh, well, problem is I can't eat them because they are just doused in whey powder. <laughs> Because it's, uh, it's 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 fake dairy cheese stuff. Yeah. It stays good forever. Cannot gives eat you diarrhea. Yep, no. just painful. Yeah, I like Cheetos. Cheetos are I I prefer the Canadian brand Hawkins though for like crunch like crunchy Cheetos because Hawkins will you feel that a week later when you ate some Hawkins. It's, it's I, the real deal. I see. Yeah, Pizza Pringles gets its own entry. Isn't it just Pringles? It should just be Pringles. Pizza Pringles, I've had. I don't think, as a kid, I was like, yeah, fun. I don't think I'd like them anymore. What is this shit? Technically, Pringles aren't chips. What? Get the fuck out of here. Yes, Pringle is a chip. Yes, it is. Uh, is it because it's not I think it's because it's not It's, it's not like potato? Or, like, it's not there... sliced potato. I think Pringles is like they take potatoes and like make a paste, and then it gets like <sighs> spat out. Like, paste. <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? Okay, whatever. I think it gets mulched. I'm, I'm on the old Dutch website. Oh, Fritos, but... uh, original corn chips. You a corn chip man? And not really. Not Fritos anyway. Yeah, more of a hoop man, I, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, Fritos are fine. Uh, Just... Classic Lay's. Get... No. Uh, no get... I don't mind get... plain classics. Nah, it's disgusting. Got to right. Give me some some seasoning with my chips. You get some plain chips. You get a little bowl of sour cream or some Greek yogurt on the side. You just dunka, dunka, dunka. It's going to be real good. Dunka, dunka, dunka. So, uh, okay, so there's like stuff like uh, popcorn twists that Old yeah. Dutch does. Those are pretty good. And yeah, it's popcorn some, twists and it, are good. And it's something like that. that um, but it's a ring. But maybe it's not Old Dutch. I'm not sure what you mean. But I don't even see it on their website. It's, it's got to be some other brand. Something Some, else, I guess. Uh, Doritos. Uh, yeah, these are taco Doritos. Yeah, I only with salsa. I don't eat. I mean, yeah. I like I like lots of different kinds of Doritos. But hint of lime. Hint of, uh, hint of lime is hint the way to lime. go. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Zesty Mordant's not bad. <laughs> yeah. How you about Flaming Hot Doritos? Uh, sometimes. How about Original Lay's Stacks, which is no. Pringles? Yeah, that's a that's gonna be a no. Oh, come for me, on, dog. what is this list? Barbecue Lay's. It's like barbecue's uh, fine. I don't mind barbecue. Multigrain Tostitos. Also fine. Original Pringles baked nah. ruffles. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna start skipping through some of this shit. Okay. I don't do this like individual flavor. You got to be narrower. Okay. Spicy natural. See, there's so kettle chip is its own thing. Well, uh, sun chips is on here. That's its own thing too. Oh, maybe it's sun chips. Yeah, if you get the right flavor, not yeah. harvest cheddar. Harvest uh, cheddar is the right flavor for sure. Spicy sweet chili Doritos. <laughs> uh, that's not bad. Baked lays, sour cream and onion lays. You're oh. gonna get a few of the same things here. Yeah, I know. See, yeah, more kettle. It's like, is there only four brands? More stacks. Of... Yeah. More old Dutch, more Doritos. There's ruffles, ripples. Yeah. Dutch yeah. crunch. There's your sun chip. There's sun chips. French onion. Sun chips are my yeah. flaming all. Old Dutch ripple. Old Dutch ripple is pretty good. And nacho cheese Doritos. The Tom Brady of chips? No. No. Zesty Mordant's better than nacho cheese. I'm saying it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to stick to it. I don't know. I think a bigger question, Jared, is, is are you an old Dutch guy, a Lay's guy, or a Miss Vicky's guy? Depends on the flavor. Where's the dill pickle? Yeah, there wasn't pickle at all on this list. I guess, is that a Canadian thing? I don't think it should be. Dill pickle's the best, man. What's also really good? Dill pickle Doritos. Ooh, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Mm. Speaking, now, now, now I'm looking at chips. <laughs> I know you are. I was gonna say, speaking of uh, pretty, pretty good. Um, uh, we I did watch that uh, episode of Curb. Um, that Rob Eagle said yeah. there was some guy who ran me. And I said that to Andrew before we watched, and she's like, which guy are you supposed to be? And then we saw Josh Gad, and she's like, this guy? And she's like, I don't know. Um, and then he bent over, mm-hmm. and then she went, oh. <laughs> the strands. She went, yeah. She said, "That's." She said, I get it now. Yeah. And I went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, because now, now it's, it's like, because imagine if you weren't doing this podcast and you were watching it with her and that would have come up, she would have like looked at you. She would have. Yeah. 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 If I hadn't put, if I hadn't mentioned anything, she would have just been like, she would have brought it up on her own. She said, yeah, that's you. And I would have went, yeah, I know. Um, game talk to muscle back through some of your past creeps again. What kind of drinking game would you play to ease the pain? How about a shot of whiskey every time you see shit or debauchery in Salo? Or see how many PBRs you can chug during the long, awkward teenage sex scene in Fat Girl. Thanks for the time, you jolly gents. Cheers. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't really do games. You, 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 you don't like to trivialize drinking. Yeah, I mean, this is my profession, guys. Yeah. I take it very seriously, all right? Uh, no, I don't know. I, um... I don't really do games. I just kind of I do what I do. I just drink what I drink, and oh everyone God. has fun. Okay. i got to forward this one to you, RJ. Okay. Uh, 
Send it to your e- your female. You send it into my female? Yeah. Is it an email that needs yeah. to be read? No, no, no. Well, it's got there's there's several graphics uh, that'll is go. Is it about Oliver Granger? It is not. It is not. But it oh. is from Sam Sanchez oh, with no shit. subject. Hello again, fellas. Curious to hear your thoughts on the bad sleep. Well, I haven't watched that in probably 16 years now, or however long the DVD came out, and remember it being one of my favorites. But remember nothing about it, and it's fallen in esteem in my mind since I haven't really uh, heard many people champion it over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, stay tuned, Sam. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, you guys were scoffing at MoviePass and then asked if anyone ever used it. I used it very early on when it was about $15 a month, and you literally could go to one movie a day if you wanted to. The only caveats were you couldn't rewatch a movie you already watched, and I believe it wouldn't cover 3D IMAX movies. I remember mm-hmm. using it fairly often, like once or twice a week. I definitely could have taken more advantage of it, but... Um, more than paid for itself when I had it. It did suck mm-hmm. when they started making it pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then, I, and, I mean, that's what we were and, talking about more. And than then it. I quickly got rid of it. Uh, yeah, no, one of the one of the podcasts I do listen to, uh, they were talking about MoviePass, and there I remember the heyday back when they were using it, but I also remember, like, over the course of months, it just kept kind of going downhill, <laughs> and now mm-hmm. it's back. And like the original owner, he's he he got it back, and now it's going to be better now. It's like there might not be movie theaters in a year, for all nope. we know. I mean, not I'm if sure, I have anything well, to do I'm with sure it. There, I'm sure there'll be some left, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems like uh, if you live in the right state, you know, one of these coastal elite types that Sam Loveland was talking about the other week. Mm-hmm. I think movie passes for you, but here in the the crusty old prairies. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Not a, we we wouldn't get a lot of worth out of that. You're, you're gonna run out of movies really fast. Yeah, we have five movie options, and it doesn't change very often. No, once every month or two, at <laughs> most. It sure seems like it, even though we don't go. Yeah. Um, last week, Balrog once again solicited mm. my son's Nintendo ID, <laughs> and apparently wants to challenge them on Smash Brothers. Not them, him. <laughs> Sam Sanchez himself. I don't want to play like video games with his kids. I, I'm 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 inviting him to play. You see? Yeah, yeah. You see? My oldest is actually pretty decent at it. I think he likes to play as Link, Pyra, Mithra, and Pikachu. Oh yeah. Though yeah. I think he plays with several others as well. He could probably put up a challenge to Big Lucas Boy over there. <laughs> wow, a lot of kids think that they got what it takes, and a lot of kids leave uh, in tears. You know what I mean? So, yeah, actually, this is good because I was going to message Sam last week after this because I was like, what the fuck, buddy? No email? So, lastly, in baseball news, they've recently Mm. instituted a lockout as the collective bargaining agreement has expired and the Players Association and the league haven't come to an agreement on a new contract. So, next season is currently in limbo until that gets ironed out. And due to that, over at the old baseball subreddit, one user is taking the opportunity to draw a certain player every day until the lockout is over. So since mm. Garrett loves baseball, art, and most of all, Mike Trout, I wanted to hear some thoughts on the following drawings and the growth of the artist as he has decided to draw Mike Trout every day for the foreseeable future, though it has only been five days thus far. 
Uh, mm. Are you uh, seeing these, RJ? I am seeing these, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I like the aesthetic. These these are great. <laughs> these are really good, yeah. This 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 is the kind of Mike Trout I can get behind. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm big on this, and mm-hmm. some of these look like, uh, I mean, it's uh, almost as good as mine. Mm-hmm. They should get this. Uh, they should get this guy doing the uh, the the Criterion teasers. They should. They should. I think people would be a lot happier with they, it. They need to bring it back. Yeah, these these are amazing. Uh, I'm sure if this uh, user, this subreddit user, uh, was selling these as NFTs, they'd be making bank. Ooh, I I like it. Yeah, he's got he's got good. Whoever's drawing this. This person, they got good style. Yeah, I like it. No, yeah, I, I, I think they are great. Actually, these are really mm-hmm. good. Unfortunately, I couldn't find the reference picture for day one, but just wanted to know Garrett's expert opinion on this art. Thank you. It's good. Yeah, I, 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 legit. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Most art isn't real, but this, this could be. And then Sam Sanchez sent us like another little email with another question right after Ooh. that one. One quick topic to tack on before I forget. So apparently you guys will have direct competition in level of film knowledge as podcasters go, as apparently Tarantino Uh -uh. and Roger Avery are looking to launch a podcast in the next month or two and are going to call it The Video Archives. Curious if this at all intrigues you guys and if you would give it a listen. It does. I I wrote back to Sam like shortly after and I said, does it intrigue you? You? Did he reply? No. What a what a prick. Um, uh, I mean that is cool, but as I've men- mentioned before, Gold Dust, you know, doesn't uh, have Bluetooth in there, and that's that would mostly b- would be where I'd be listening to pods. So, um, I don't know. He can listen in it, and if it's good, he can send it my way. But if it's something weird, like if it's just an hour of him being like, ah, which I mean, that's actually kind of cool too. But uh, I don't know. yeah. Quentin Tarantino makes that noise, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I saw this pop up on Twitter because I think they were doing a show. Is it just the pods or something like that? The one mm. with Elric, RJ. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they were on that show, and they announced that they were going to do a podcast. And, yeah, why not? They could probably ramble on a lot. Now, the question is, how long are they going to be? If we're talking, like, chump change 20 minutes to an hour, I mean, pfft. What's, what's the point? If they're yeah. gonna if they're gonna do like, you know, girthy sessions, mm-hmm. three four hours. I mean, I, that sounds good to me. Pop them up on YouTube. I mean, everyone everyone's been wondering where is Roger Avery? What's he been doing lately? What has he been doing lately? We're gonna find out, uh, and hopefully, we find out lots about their personal lives. People ask them about like what kind of chips they like, sandwiches. Do you think they'll talk about soup a lot, and then a lot of the Criterion stands out there will be like, yeah, we love soup talk. We love when podcasters talk about soup. Tarantino's a genius. He's a genius. No one's done a soup podcast before. And then we'll be there and being like, these motherfuckers. They didn't even give us a chance. Do you know what I mean? I look forward to hearing. Suddenly, everybody will be watching the same movies every week. Based on whatever, uh, whatever he whenever, whenever, whenever that episode comes out. Why don't people do that with us? I don't know. Good question, mm. RJ. Damn. 
a few there's a few people i think i sometimes see i'm like hey i just watched that movie and they watch it after me and i go did i do my part did, did i inspire this did you i don't know hard to say i'd like to believe it to be true you should ask them you should send them a private message and be like hi how long do you think before a Viter box ha- installs uh dming Ooh. yeah there has been i think there's been and, there's been some talk stuff. about it but bad stuff bad stuff would ensue i think oh yeah either. i mean i know people can comment on reviews but like i imagine once you once you open up the dm world bad stuff mm-hmm. could you imagine what oliver granger would dm people oh well, i know what I, I know what i get dm'd i know i know that's what i mean that's what i mean and finally uh-huh from rob eagle uh-huh. What's he doing? An email entitled, Another Mystery Solved. Hi, Ooh. creeps. I, too, was surprised, as RJ was, that nobody speculated on the origins of Reese's nickname, Sugarhead. Mm-hmm. Well, I love a mystery, so let's review the evidence. Okay. We know that his non-de-plume dates back 15 years. <laughs> this would place <laughs> its genesis back in their Catholic school days. Mm-hmm. We Brits are familiar with English public schools and the traditions that made the empire what it was. Towel mm-hmm. flicks in the showers, midnight raids on the canteen, wiggings in the dorm. So I got to thinking, Sugarhead. Sugarhead? It's so mm-hmm. obvious. I don't know why I didn't see it before. Reese must have been the most popular boy in the dormitory. <laughs> Reese ran the school tuck shop, providing mm. yummy treats for the little tykes. I'm sure the boys in the dorm were lining up for his opening. <clears throat> Not quite. Not quite. I think his deduction started right and then took a side and then took a left turn at a, at a point. Moving oh. on. Okay. <laughs> Last week when you guys were talking about Canadian made TV shows, an interesting thing happened. Mm-hmm. Jarrett mentioned a wildlife show featuring ducks, which immediately made me remember a show I loved as a little kid, Tales of the Riverbank, I said to myself, with Hammy Hamster. Literally yes. one second after I said Hammy Hamster, RJ said, Jarrett, do you know that Riverbank friends with Hammy Hamster? <laughs> I'd always thought it was a BBC program, and it was, but RJ was right, too. Wikipedia says what? it started out as a Canadian pilot for a show. It was picked up by the BBC and broadcast in Canada with Canadian voice actors. And yeah. yes, they used real hamsters. Yes, they did. I had nope, a hamster. Nothing bad happened to him. I had a hamster who I named Hammy and mm-hmm. a toy riverboat and a garden pond. Relax, guys. No hamsters were harmed during the making of my childhood. Beautiful. My current You love to see it. Yeah, love to hear about that. Mm-hmm. My current TV faves are Succession, which I think is the mm-hmm. best written show on TV, and yes. Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I'm enjoying more this season than the last couple of outings. Mhm. Mhm. Which, mm-hmm. uh, which yes. Uh well, actually so like this new season of Curb, I think the last season I liked the last one a little bit better. I liked the um I liked the coffee shop story. I don't know why. This season, this season's good too. I like it, but uh, I, I do think Succession is pretty good, Jared. Pretty real good. And I think, I think you're gonna be one of those cases where 
you get to a around to it eventually and you're going to go, oh, yes, this is a good show. But very good. And I would say, um, I think I mentioned before, Succession, you got to put down three, four episodes uh, because the characters are strange at first and you go and you're kind of like, I don't like these people. But then as it goes on, you go, oh, I see. You're not supposed to like these people. And then it turns into, it keeps going. Andrea described it really well. It's like Arrested Development, but serious. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Hmm, it's, they, okay. they, the, the characters fit similar archetypes, but it's like played straight. But then if you think of it in terms of Arrested Development, you go, oh, I get it. And it's also, it's a very Shakespearean, Jared. I know you're a Shakespeare'sman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Regards, Roger Ongleter. Rog English? Mm-hmm. Ongleter? Well, yeah. Ongleter. Good shows. Yeah, uh, the the enfant terrible of our enfant mailbag. Ooh, is he liquid or solid, do you think? Uh, I don't know. He'll let us know next time. Uh, maybe Solidus, somewhere in between, you know what I mean? Somewhere in between. Yeah. When are you going to watch Succession? I don't know. It's good, maybe over Christmas. Perhaps. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. No, no. Yeah, no rush, no rush. I'm just saying, I think you would enjoy it whenever you get, whenever you do get around okay. to it. All right. Well, that's mm-hmm. it for emails. Thanks, folks. Uh, Yeah, thanks to all of our friends. <coughs> and our enemies. Well, just the one. They know who they are. They know who they are. They know. Um, hey, RJ. <clears throat> what you been creeping on this week? Nothing. Uh, as I've said before, I have seasons worth of Millennium to talk about if you're ever interested. Otherwise, uh, I'm almost on Metroid. I'm on the last boss. I'm on the last boss. And it is... A little tough. A little tough. But I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm almost done. So you still suck at video games, huh? I mean, I'd higher yeah. hopes for you. I mean, if I was a 16-year-old kid and I had nothing to do but play video games, I probably would be really good at them. But uh, mm-hmm. it's not the case, man. Not the case. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's good. I like it. I'm almost done. Last boss might take me a day or two to get through it, but uh, I'll get there. I'll get there. And you? Well, um, after I watched this week's movie, I kind of decided to snoop around on the Criterion channel, mm-hmm. see what there was. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, there's this like Robert Mitchum kind of suggested, you know, curated list of movies that he's in that are on the channel. And I was like, you know, yeah, we're going to be watching The Friends of Eddie Coyle one of these days. I'm not sure how many mm-hmm. years from now, but it's been a really long time since I had seen it last, and I remember having some some footage of the Boston Bruins <laughs> talking about Bobby Orr, <laughs> and that's about all I remembered. So I so I popped that on, and that's a that's a pretty good movie, RJ. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, at one point and it made, people will know when we talk about this movie ages from now. Robert Mitchum, very drunk. Uh, it goes beautiful. <laughs> uh, and, and, then he, pa- and then passes out shortly thereafter. Real drunk? Uh, it sure felt legit. Very, he really understood uh, uh, what a, a, a drunk version of himself would sound like. 
I like but that. I think he was helping himself to those um, big open um, pails of beer at the at the old hockey arena. Mm. And do you think that he? Do you think he ever fell into the ice? Who? Whoever you said was at the hockey arena. R- Robert Mitchum. Yeah. The the star of Night of the Hunter. Yeah. Do you think he fell in? No, I th- he was nowhere near the arena. Oh, yeah. why'd you bring up the arena then? Because he goes to the game. He, well, yeah. He, Do you he, think he ever got drunk and fell in? Like at what point in the movie? Or no, after in real the movie? Life. I don't think so. Oh, uh, mm. it, it's a movie, RJ. Well, movies, <laughs> you know, or art, or art. I then watched Out of the Past, a film noir. Some consider one of the best. It's okay. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a rewatch. Cape Fear. With Gregory Peck. Ooh. Um, are, are you familiar with Out of the Past? A little Sorry, bit. And, or Cape Fear? Yeah, I, I know Cape Fear. Have, I... you, have you seen that Scorsese remake? That one, yes. The okay. other one, no. Yeah. So Cape Fear, it's 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 a pretty silly movie. I, I don't really understand why people love it so much. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some pretty dumb stuff. Like, really dumb. Even How about, dumb? Even by 1962 standards. Well, it's just this idea that this criminal is like, I spent eight years learning about the law. So, so I, I know mm. I know how to work work around man's laws because I know all the the tricks. And they're like, no. They wouldn't, they, wouldn't, you, they wouldn't give a shit about these things. I don't think so. No. But do you know the workaround? I don't. The law? I don't. I haven't had to commit my time. I don't have okay. a spare eight years in a, in a penitentiary to learn the law. Not yet. Where, where people don't know the difference between blackmail and extortion. And, Not yet. Uh, yeah. Coercion. These are just the concepts. There's like, ah, oh, you can't stop them. <laughs> Which one of those would, would the Patreon file under? Uh, I mean, that that's some sort of scam. That's for sure. For sure. No. Surely. 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 Mm-hmm. Are yep. you are you familiar though, RJ, with the program, the HBO program, How to with John Wilson? Uh yes, because uh friend of the show Ryan Nagel is big fan of that show. Yeah. And I believe friend of the show Sugarhead is also big and, fan and, of and that you, show. And you haven't watched it. Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, well, I'm you, to finish you, 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 you know? re- well, you really should because it's, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be on very much longer because it's live ratings suck. Nobody it's watches. On, oh, it's, on it's on Crave. Crave. Yeah, you can yeah. watch it. It's it's on every Friday, and yeah. uh, well, there's only been eight. I think there's a, right now, as of me speaking, there's eight episodes total. Six Ooh. six from the first season, which was last year, and then two so far. It's mm-hmm. it's right now two episodes in with four more to go. And I don't know if HBO is trying to kill this show off intentionally because its last two episodes are going to air on Christmas Eve and mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. Oh. Yeah. Well, I wonder I wonder how much they take the live ones in consideration though. Or is it like do you think it performs well on Crave? Like just I don't I've I don't see anyone talk about this show at all. Mm. But yeah, yeah I, I I know my I know the Gabagools are very big fans. Yeah, so. it is it is great. It yeah. is super good. Um do, do you know the pitch of the show? I do. I okay. do. Yeah. Well, for the people who don't know. It's about a guy named John Wilson. He lives in New York, and 
like he has kind of a a mania, you could say, of just he records everything. He's always got a camera with him. He just records stuff. He makes footage uh, of like New York, the experience of New York, and he now has a thing. I think it's like produced by Nathan Fielder, you know, old mm-hmm. Nathan oh, for yes. you. Uh, so he's involved, but he's they hand hand it all over to this John Wilson guy to create these kind of uh, sociological poetic um, takes on just existence that is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he just kind of meanders his way through thoughts how on how tos uh, on various things. the The best episode I think is maybe the second episode, which is about scaffolding. Uh, yes, I have heard a uh, friend of the show, Ryan O'Neill, told me about the scaffolding episode and what scaffolding is, especially for those New Yorkers where there seems to be scaffolding everywhere. Uh, where the temporary becomes permanent. And then yeah. it gets like the scaffolding's there to protect you. But then scaffolding gets so old, it starts falling on people. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of shots of vomit. <laughs> it seems like there's always vomit <laughs> or spillages uh, everywhere. What uh, kind of spillages? Of name it, you know, there's the human variety. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Half the time it's that. Uh, this week's episode that I watched the other night uh, was very uh, interesting. And you're kind of like, I'm waiting for the other part of the story to conclude now mm-hmm. without getting specifics. Uh, yeah. It's just curious how this guy has found himself at weird points in time. Because Clearly, yeah. This the last episode of the first season is particularly interesting because you're like, oh, when was this filmed? And then things start happening, and you're like, oh, right, this hasn't <laughs> happened in the timeline yet. But now then we get to experience mm. it for him as he learns how to make risotto. Risotto. Yeah. Next, he'll be doing quinoa with David Lynch. No, no quinoa yet. Ah. But yeah, I would. Uh, I yeah, it it's, sounds th- good. They're only like twenty five minutes each. So there's no excuse. Um, mm-hmm. This is uh, this would be something to find time to watch sooner mm-hmm. than later, because yeah. I think every viewing might matter. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, that and, sounds. And, and that goes to everyone listening. Yeah, you got that. You got your HBO Maxes, right? You can yep. you can check it out. How to? Yeah, uh, that does sound good. Um, and I will check it out because uh, Ryan told me about it a long time ago. The other show, if you're into that, Jared, the other show that the Gobbagools were big into, which could be your next show, is Nirvana, the band, the show. Have you heard of this one? I have not. It's on CBC Gym, which I know you're not a fan of. Be- well, it's got the commercials in there, but it is free. So it is. Uh, uh, you should once you're done how to, you should check out one episode of well, Nirvana. I'm, I am done because it's, it's. Oh, okay. I'm caught up on that show. I would I'd say you should give it a you should give it a shot. Nirvana Nirvana the band the show. I see there's some some men. There's some men. Actually one of the characters kind of looks like the you know the you know in Creepsville the, the <laughs> I, I know yeah. Owl? yeah I sure looks do. Like, looks like the guy who looks uh, the owl. Steven? <laughs> yes. It does. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's the hat. You think it's the hat? Yeah, it's it's 100% yeah. the hat that you see. I think I can't remember what they were saying. It's kind of like because um, I haven't watched this one either, but they said it's a mix between like Nathan for you with like uh, like Nathan for you, Trailer Park Boys, Always Sunny kind of thing where it's like these two guys that are trying to make it as a band. And it's 
I think what it is is like they have scripted stuff or they like go to each with each other, but then the people around them are unscripted, if that makes it. So it's kind of like Nathan for you in that sense. But uh, they're also big fans. So I would, uh, I'd maybe give it a check. It's free with those, Gem. with those ads. Yeah, but I mean, ads aren't bad because you can go to the bathroom. I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you can not go to the bathroom. Well, you can, like, do something else, like yawn. Mm-hmm. My uh, friend Corey, he's been, he's re- he's rewatching those P.T. Anderson movies. Corey Noodler? And, and he, uh, Court, Court Nadler. Court Noodler, yep. Uh, he, he watched Punch Drunk Love, and this and? prompted me to forward him uh, a link to YouTube with the Mattress Man commercial. Yeah. From the, the old DVD set. Mm-hmm. So I watched that, man. Yeah. Holds up. <laughs> it does. It's the best. No. Mattress Man best. Dean. Mattress, Mattress Man. It's the best. I don't know what else to say other That's than... like a seven-foot drop. Oh, it's yeah. good stuff. Good thing he was wearing a leather jacket. Oh, oh Jared. So, oh, uh, yeah. I also... Also, mm-hmm. a first-time viewing for me was a James Bond movie. I thought you didn't like James Bond. I, I don't. Okay. But this is the movie that I was the most curious about because it's kind of talked about as maybe the best Bond for certain Bond heads. Uh, to to live and die in L.A., that one? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Are you thinking Which... of live, live and let die? No, to live and die in L.A., that's a uh, Bond movie. Okay. Uh, a little closer. Well, well, this is George Lazenby. Okay. The, the, the one and done Bond. Yeah. And this is On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I think Oliver Granger had a review of that not long ago. I can't remember what it was, though. Uh, he gave that two stars, I think. Okay. Okay. And what did you think? <sighs> this movie is wacky. This movie is mm. very strange. It has some... App- so this was made by uh, Peter Hunt, who was a second unit director of previous James Bond movies. And I guess they... Gave this one to him, mm. and and no no more Connery. So they're like, we're gonna we're gonna be at George. We're going into the George Lazenby business. Which, Who wouldn't? I mean, exactly. This this guy, mm. <laughs> who uh, I don't know. A lot of people. It's not like he's a terrible actor. He just lacks it's not that he presence. Sucks. He he I just, just hate him. Miscast. He's miscast. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, people rejected this, and they replaced him immediately back with James Bond. Uh, with this movie, though, RJ, were you uh-huh. aware that James Bond got married? Get out of here. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Well, it's because you've never seen this movie. James James Bond gets married. Hmm. That's the spoiler, to I who? guess. Uh, M? To Diana Rigg. Um, Does she play M? No, no. She play Q. Uh, she's Tracy De Vicenzo. Mm, and what is the what's the point of it? Getting married? Well, in the movie, is it like does she die and he has to take revenge, or is it just that he's uh, got to work around the marriage because well, he's like he's like ah, I got to get home to the wife. Well, you, you got like thirty three percent of it right. Okay. She, they get married so she can die. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, it just ends. There's no revenge to it. Nope. Um, Telly Savalas plays Blowfield. 
I like. Uh, so the, I I mean I knew Telly Savalas was Blowfield because what, it's like, one time. Yeah, not all that's the time, too bad. but one time he was. And there's a whole thing about how he cut off his earlobes <laughs> for the scene or for the role. Yeah, but it's like that's just what his ears look like. Oh, I was gonna say, is Telly Savalas all right? Like. <laughs> He's dead now, but he seemed fine in this. He's dead? What? So, this yeah. movie this movie opens up with um, M and Q having a chat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, where's that James Bond? And then James Bond's like on a cruise, having a rip. And he sees this, this lady speeding along as well he's like oh i'm intrigued here's a mm-hmm. victim and he follows her to the beach and she's way up ahead of him and she's proceeds to just like start walking into the ocean and he's like oh my god she's trying to kill herself before i've had her and so he drives speedily toward her to pull her out of the water mm-hmm. there's this and there's like again one of the first like really amazing shots is george Lazenby coming out of the water with her in his arms it just like looks so cool and then mm-hmm. he's saved her out of the water, but then there's these two goons that show up, and they start trying to kill Bond. Are they hired? Uh, yeah, I guess. They're bodyguards, something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he beats them up, kicks their ass, and the woman then, like, escapes from him, and then she, like, steals his car, drives up back up this coast, and then gets back to her car, and then she leaves, and Bond's like... Oh, this is an interesting opening. <laughs> like, it's essentially what he says. And then we get credits. There's no song over top of it because I don't know how you would sing On Her Majesty's Secret Service. You go, On Her Majesty. Yeah. James Bond's like, Secret hey, hey, Q, hey, um, Money Penny, slap her on the butt, give her a smooch, and be like, oh, we're going to go for dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's just stringing her along. He's, he's What a cad he is. I've been there. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's kind of mad. And, oh, it's because he's being pulled off Blowfield. And mm-hmm. then he's like, well, I resign. And But then, of course, Money Penny changes what his note says to, like, I need a two-week vacation. And so he takes a vacation. So so James Bond goes on the movie. Yeah, yes. How the movie opens up, he's on vacation, which is like I'm gonna go do what I want. I'm gonna go get Blowfield off the record, though. I mean, oh, okay. I think it's kind of weird to just be like, "What's this Bond movie about?" It's Bond on vacation, or, and then he gets married. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. okay. So okay. I get. Mean, I, uh, I he he proceeds to kind of like start down this path he winds up crossing paths with this woman again um her father's kind of like another like arch he's like another he's competition for blowfield mm-hmm. they become entwined but this guy's like you have a, ra- a real way with women you know how to control them and she needs to be controlled <laughs> so i think you'd make a great husband for her <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> um and that's it that's the whole like yeah that's the, and then but it turns out he's right Oh, she, she, she was just, a great husband. She, she just needed a strong hand, you know. Mm. And we get some of that in the movie. Um, Bond gets kidnapped by like a, a, a mute uh, African American man and some more goons. Uh, this is when he then gets brought to this woman's father. It's all blah blah blah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like whatever. What is, what is this 
movie about. Because, yeah, the, the mute man, he just goes, and you're like, okay, so here's your next lumbering uh, guy. Because it was like, was it? <laughs> Not the one from Austin Powers, Odd, Oddball. Uh, uh, what's, what's the real who, Odd Job, you mean? O- odd Job. I like Austin Powers' Odd Job. He's fun. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's a fun. He's a fun guy. That, that so so I think Odd Job is the James Bond character though. But oh, then, but then there's the, the one from Austin Powers who's like a horrible human being, like the actor is. Uh yeah, I don't remember what they call him in Austin Powers though. I'm, I'm looking it up. Random task. <laughs> Random task. Joe Son. Joe Son. He's a bad guy. Yeah. This is random task. Ah, they have a they they refer to as legal issues. Oh, see, Austin Powers had it all, man. Austin Powers had it all. Yeah, I saw, and I love I, it. I saw Joe Sun fighting in uh, UFC way back in the day. Who? Joe Sun, aka oh. Random Task. I see. And was it good? Uh no, <laughs> no, it was not. That's too bad. So. Uh, eventually, James Bond's got a lead on Blofeld, who is in the Alps, but he's going by a different name, like a really uh, hilarious, uh, it's like Bloomberg, Bloberg, or something like that. It's like, who could it possibly be? And uh, he has to pretend to be a genealogist, because apparently this guy's an expert on allergies, and he gets flown on a helicopter to this mountain base. Um, and then, of course, he gets there. And, of course, who, what do you find up in this, like, mountain base in the Alps? It's a bunch of, like, foxy supermodel women, all each one from a different country. Mm. And, of course, they're all real into this hunky genealogist guy. And uh, they're all there to get cured of their allergies mm-hmm. using science. But what's really happening is Telly Savalas, he's um, turning them into living virus weapons that when they're activated, their pheromones or something will come out mm-hmm. of them. And then it will infertilize an entire like livestock species. I've been there. So... Because his whole plan is he wants the United Nations to give him uh, amnesty for all his crimes that he's committed. So Does he get it? Uh, he wants to. What do you think, Roger? What do you think happens to bad guy movies, to bad guys um, in James Bond Diplomatic movies? immunity. Diplomatic immunity. So, no, it doesn't happen. No diplomatic immunity? No. There's a lot of, there's some skiing. There's some mm-hmm. lots of ski action. Lots of mm-hmm. downhill skiing. One man, one of the uh, the villains, he's skiing behind Bond with a bunch of other guys, and they go flying over like kind of like a giant like wood chipper mm-hmm. that's like blown out snow or something, and one of the guys <laughs> falls straight into it, and then it's just like a shot of like the snow turning red, and you get like a line from Bond, but like he had a lot of guts. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, sounds like an Arnold movie. Uh, yeah, it's the, I mean, one-liners, RJ. They came from somewhere. Yeah, I know. So, um, uh, they escape, but then she's, like, recaptured or something like that. And then he wants to go back, but the, the British, uh, you know, 
MI6 or whatever. They don't want to go back. So he has to get the, the dad the the to go with them. And they have like a helicopter raid on the base, which is actually really good. Uh, it's very explody and people just get mowed down left and right. Uh, there's a really great scene where there's like a scientist who has like one of those big beakers of acid and he just like hurls it at Bond and it just smashes some glass. But I think the back spray also hits this guy where he gets shot and it just melts the glass. It's like, whoa, acid. How how mad scientist-y. I mean, this sounds like it's the ultimate Bond movie with all of what's going on in here. The, the, the ending is good. Uh, I, I do okay. enjoy it because it's just stupid beyond belief. Uh, it, one of the yeah, one of the climaxes is Bond is chasing after Blowfield, and uh, they're using they're in bobsleds. Mm. And uh, well, like Inception, uh, like when they're on the snowmobiles. No, 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 a little different. Like bobsled team, bobsled. Oh, okay. uh, and, and then at some point, uh, Blofeld's got his like grenade. He throws it back onto Bond, and then it blows up. Bond goes like flying through the air, kind of starts rolling down the hill, and is able to like still catch up to the other bobsled. Does he catch up to it? Yeah, he he does. He catches onto the back of it. Imp- Good for him, impossibly. It is so goofy. It's a good thing they're I wearing. Mean, it's a good thing they're wearing helmets. Is it impossible, or is it exactly is it, what the world needed? Is it, it is impossible, and the world needed it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I'm not sure why you would think those were mutually exclusive, RJ. Well, I just mean sometimes the world. Sometimes we don't get what we deserve. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we did. We got what we deserved. Uh, and then Blofeld gets necked on some branches, and you're like, "Oh, he's dead." I guess. But mm-hmm. all it takes is like a neck cast later, and he's up and running. And he goes. That's and, all it takes. He goes to get some revenge on James Bond's wedding night or sure, oh, wedding day, and uh, that's how the movie ends. It's like this 1969, like 70s style bummer ending, mm. and it's just over. And when Diamonds Are Forever comes out, I don't think there's like any follow through, as far as I remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Diamonds Are Forever, but it's back to jokes and. Connery stuff so yeah I don't know it's an odd film but clearly you're now a bondsman I I am not is what I'm hearing I I am not from what I heard there you're a big bond guy and uh, bond is pretty much all you want from now on I mean I might check out that live and let die finally get that Paul McCartney song (laughs) Oh, yeah. Love, Take Me Up to the Street. That song from Paul McCartney? Hmm. I don't think so. The, the Wings song? Yeah. Not the Wings song? The, the, the Wings song. Yeah. I know I know Wings. I know Wings, buddy. Of course you do. Love, Take Me Up to the Street. That's what that thing is about, that whole song. And about, I don't know, I think there's zombies in there or something. It's, um, like, it's like a black exploitation movie. Yeah, in, in, in a in, and exploitation. It's also. Have you ever heard of Duncan exploitation? I have not. Is it any it's, good? Um, some people say it. It's it's like, it's there, but is it really there? Do you know what I mean? Hmm. hmm. Like, is it is it really there, or is it like, is it like an illusion, man? Nope. It's not an illusion. No. 
Wow. <laughs> that sounds okay. Well, I'm happy to hear that you're a big Bond guy, a big Bond boy. And, uh, you know, I wish you the best with yeah. your big Bond life coming up. Because you're going to watch them all now, right? Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. we got a big Bond boy here, and uh, he's got big, big Bond plans, let me tell you. Um, I mean, I could talk about Laura, but nobody really wants that, despite it having Vincent Price. Yeah. It's Bad. got Waldo Lidecker. Well, I mean, he's everyone's favorite. Well, he, but... he, I mean, he is the original incel. Like I'm, I, I mean it. This, mm. this this guy is going on about you just like him because he's he's handsome. He's got muscles, uh, mm. and then he tries to uh, blow a woman away with a shotgun because she wouldn't sleep with him. So I mean, that is probably more insult than anything you've ever joked about before. I've never. Let me get something very clear. I've never joked. Oh, why have you? Too? That's not what Letterbox would say. I've never joked about things like this. I'm trying. Have you ever heard of awareness, Jarrett? Prevent awareness prevent is the best prevent prevention is the best method to stop this. Even in this, in this application. No, every time I've ever said something, it is an entire in complete earnesty. And let me get this very clear: it's correct. In self fanfic. Look it up, uh-huh. folks. Look up RJ's tag. You let us know. You 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 look at the movies I'm talking about, and you can try try to tell me that those aren't incel fanfic, fanfics. Try to tell me they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what you watched, eh? And Jungle Book from 1942. Oh yeah, you've seen that before, no? Never. Oh, was it good? Uh, it's not too bad. It's got some sweet animals. Uh, I was like, oh, look at the jaguar. Oh, look at the leopard. Oh, look at the wolves. Oh, look at the elephants. And then there's RJ. There are snakes in this. Mm. And they're talking snakes. No, none of the other animals talk. But the animals, that the snakes talk. Is this real life? Yeah. This this is a... Uh... Yeah, but the snakes don't move their mouths, do no, they? No, no. Because they're, okay. they're not real snakes. But that's what Jungle Book... Well, oh, well they all talked in Jungle Book, right? Well, the Disney movie, yeah. Is this supposed to be some sort of thing like snakes? Evil. No, they, they talk to well, you. This, it's the serpent, RJs. Eat the apples. I don't know. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty cool, though. I was like watching. I'm like, wait a minute. Is that snake talking? <laughs> said, hold, hold on. Yeah. I the, don't remember parking my uh, car here. There, there's some pretty uh, good spots to this. There's um, also, though, a lot of lousy uh brown face to go around uh how how brown uh i don't know brassy more than the person is yes yeah it's a lot of white guys plain uh indians so there's that but it's 1942 that's kind of what they did but uh, the movie stars uh an actual indian man um sabu not to be confused. Oh yeah, I know Sabu. The, the, the pro wrestler Sabu. Oh, maybe I don't. Maybe I know the wrestler yeah. Sabu. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that Sabu was alive in 1942, starring in a movie. Uh, he well, goes that you know that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah. And RJ, this movie is directed by one Zoltan Korda. Mm. Zoltan, you know what kind of name that is? Uh, Hungarian. Yes, it and, is. Well, RJ, this is a Hungarian-born director. Oh, look at that. You know, I actually know someone named Zoltan. 
Oh yeah. Uh, like uh, there's this guy that worked for us um, previously, and uh, he's from Hungary, and he's got a son. His son's like 14 now, and his name's uh, Zoltan. They call him Zoli. Not Zoltan. <laughs> Zoltan. I think maybe like if he's in trouble, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun name. If you ever have a kid, Jared, you should name him Zoltan. Zoltan. Yeah. I would do it. <laughs> or Laszlo. Laszlo is another good strong well, yeah. Hungarian well, La- La- Laszlo is as Hungarian as it gets. Yeah. It's as Hungarian as it gets. Well, RJ, RJ, would you name your child Serpent? Um, It depends. Are they Are they like, are they like? shitty? <laughs> no, you don't know if they're going to be shitty or not. I can, I can Ser- tell if a baby is going to be shitty or not. Ser- Serpent Balog. I can tell immediately if a kid is going to be shitty or not, so... Serpent Balog? I don't know. I prefer like repti- repti- Reptor. 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 Yeah. Because the point is the same, you know what I mean? How about Raptor? Nah, Reptor or Reptar from Rugrats. Nothing else. Mm. Nothing in between. Okay. Well, that's all That's all I watched that I'll talk about. Okay. Um, Metroid Dread going strong. Hey, anytime you don't watch movies, if you want, I can give you a blitz on... Uh, <laughs> Millennium. I mean, if you're even interested, I can just we could put a pin in that, and once they finish Millennium, we have, to, we have to have a vote on uh, Millennium Talk on Twitter or something like that. Okay, because we'll, well, five people participate. Five people engage. Yeah. I could literally talk about a season in like ten minutes tops. That sounds amazing. Nobody, nobody wants that. Come on, you gotta give us. Some people might want Millennium. You want more girth to it? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see if people want Millennium Talk, and if they do, we'll do it. And if they don't, fine, whatever. whatever. Uh, and if they don't want it, then uh, after Millennium, you know what I got to go back to. Well, I know you have to watch um, How the, to. The, the last installment of, of that particular f- franchise in film form. Well, that too, yeah. But uh, we'll get into Enterprise as well and. People don't have a choice. They're going to hear about it whether they want or not. Yeah, you'll. I mean, you'll you'll bang out how to in like three hours. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I can watch that, and then uh, yeah, I don't know. I got I got lots to talk about eventually. Eventually, man, man. Look at this, yeah, look at this knee I'm looking at. That's my knee. Yeah, I'm, I, you. What's wrong with it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you ain't never seen a knee before, Buster? <laughs> Pe- uh, I, don't, I don't like people's uh, knees. Uh, Ghouls. Well, that's okay. I guess that's that. You got any news? No. Get out of here. No? What, what I heard Shazam 2 <laughs> is going to be better than the first one. Hey, you know what I also heard? Did you hear about yeah. this? Uh, this? This new Spider-Man movie that's coming out uh, Friday. It's two and a half hours long. Yes. And apparently it's like broken some uh, records. Apparently. With uh, with pre-sale tickets. Yeah, but I mean, is that even like a thing anymore, man? Do people even go to the theater, man? Well, they're going to go see Spider-Man because they want, they want that Maguire. Wow. I mean, they're, they'll be in it, right? But I bet it's I bet it's so minimal that people people will get mad no matter what. They'll be like, yeah, it was cool. They were there, but they're not, like, there enough, you know? Or maybe they were used too much. There's, there's going to be no winning with those folk, I think. 
but mm. Spider-Man. I, I I can't wait to see it next year when it's on Crave or some or on Disney Plus, and uh, the buzz has completely died, and people go, oh. Well, it might actually be on uh, Netflix. Isn't, where's Venom? Venom. Little. Well, I, all the other Spider-Mans started on. No, the other Spider-Man was on Crave. But then I think now with the. Fuck, I don't know. Who knows? Who gives a shit? When, you know what I mean? Isn't when is when is that Spider-Man movie out? Next week. Which one? Far from home. Yeah. Yeah, in a week or two. Okay. Close to Christmas. I yeah. Okay, it's December seventeenth. Okay. Okay. So yeah, next Friday. There you go. Spider-Man. That's why there has been no reviews yet. I thought it was uh, out this week. The way people were talking about it. Well, it's probably an embargo, no? Yeah. Or I mean, there's this big thing. Spoilers, guys. Mm. Don't spoil the movie for everyone. So I think... Which, I mean, I think they just say that so that, like, uh, people leave stuff out of reviews. Like, yeah, it's fine. But, you know, this part was silly. I see. Maybe. Uh... Okay, so this is the this has been the same director on all the Spider Man movies. Yeah, it's that uh is it that Joe John, Watts? John, John Watts. Yeah, he did something else like before he got in the Spider Man's that was actually I can't remember, it was um Cop Car? Not Cop Car, something else. Clown? <laughs> not clown. That's that's that, literally all he's done. Okay, well, I'm thinking maybe he was a writer on something. I feel like I thought he did something before, but I I do think the first the first um, no fuck I don't know. I thought it was it was clown the one where it's the guy who puts on the clown suit. I don't know. You're a, the lo- clown a, guy. a loving father becomes a savage killer while wearing a cursed clown costume that won't come off. It's like the mm. original Venom. Venom, Venom. You should watch Venom this week. <laughs> I should not. Oh yeah, it's really bad, but I, I think, <laughs> yeah. Fuck but off. I still think you should watch, watch it. I don't, don't want to watch that. Well, you got to see Venom Two. Wasn't that one of PTA's favorite films? I'm, but... I'm sure it was. Well, yeah. So you got to watch that. Hmm. You know. Hey, when are you gonna watch that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie in the call center? Fuck, I don't know. Like I thought, six years from now. I thought he was your dude. Uh, I mean, I I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't think I don't have any strong feelings for him. It's just people have people have said that I look like Jake Gyllenhaal. I see. That's all it is. But um, for now, for now, pretty soon I'm gonna look like Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> I think that hair. You know, the hair is getting bigger. It's getting a little Lloydy. <laughs> little Lloydy. You know what I mean, bud. Mm-hmm. 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 Are you going to uh, be excited when Kickstarter switches its entire platform to the blockchain? Uh, I'm pretty sure I am blockchain. I don't know what any of that means, and I feel like it's not important in the long run. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Whatever. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Yeah, that's that. RJ. Yes. We got a movie to talk about. Sure. After the break, we're going to jump right into that volcano. 
and there's no one around to stop us. There's a there, there's a Beck song called Volcano about people jumping in. It's about Scientology. Does Mifune stop them? Mifune, if he was here, I think he could have stopped Scientology. I haven't slept a wing. I'm so tired. My mind is on the blink. I wonder should I get up and fix myself a drink? No, no, no. I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. I'm so tired. My mind is set on you. I wonder should I ま、したたましいを激しく揺さぶり様さずにはおかない。機械な。そして感動的なものがたりである。こいつら子供しなきゃ今頃は幸せな顔して幸せ眠ってる奴なんだ。俺はそれ許せない。こいつらいくら憎
昼になき現代人必見の最高傑作悪いやつほどよく眠る悪いやつほどよく眠る兄さん兄さん何を考えてるの一体何が起こってると思うの言ってみりゃ分かる And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about The Bad Sleep Well from 1960, directed by Akira Kurosawa. The、yeah. synopsis for this film, RJ.、Mm-hmm. In this loose adaptation of Hamlet, illegitimate son Koichi Nishi climbs to a high position within a Japanese corporation and marries the crippled daughter of company vice president Iwabushi. At the reception, the wedding cake is a replica of their corporate headquarters, but an aspect of the design reminds the party of the hushed up death of Nishi's father. It is then that Nishi unleashes his plan to avenge his father's death. What a, what a fucking synopsis right there, RJ. I mean, it's it, given it fucking, a lot. It fucking ruins. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't it know, the, it does、that. ruin the whole movie. Well, it, it tells you exactly what you're going to be seeing. Just the mystery, because like when you get the the nice big exposition dead in the middle of the movie,、mm-hmm. right at like whatever an hour and fifteen minutes, the turn, the reveal. Yeah, where you're like, ah, it was my father, and you're like,、mm. oh, oh, okay. So this is also like, hey, th- hey, it's a loose adaptation of Hamlet. I mean, even that. Like, when does a loose adaptation eventually just become its own thing? Because I saw that line. That was all I saw about this was loose adaptation of Hamlet. And then I was watching this. I was like, kind of.、Mm-hmm. I know some Shakespeare nerd out there is gonna be like, well, actually, look at these intricacies. But like, you know, what I mean, when does loose become too loose? You know, like a loose caboose. Yeah, loose caboose. But anyways, yeah, that、uh, synopsis gives leaves a little bit、uh, ba- wanting. Well, it's a ba- it's t- no, it tells too much. Well, it, that's it, what I mean. It, 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 it you want it, less. Yeah, you want yeah, you want less. You want less. Yeah. You, you don't want more. You don't want more. No, leaves you wanting less. Is what I meant to say. You know. There you go. Yeah, not good. Not good. Not good. So,、uh, this is Kurosawa number four for、mm-hmm. this year. So, I, I think we're, I'm not sure when the next one is, but、mm-hmm. you know, as some people listening to this show know, I'm、uh, I'm not in love with Kurosawa. You're a Kurosawa's man. But you know what? I went into this movie kind of be like, you know, this, this could be like high and low, which、mm-hmm. is his best movie, I think.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, so I, I was a little optimistic. I was also dreading it when I checked on Letterboxd just to see, hey, what's the runtime of this movie? Two hours and 30 minutes, and I went,、yep. Oh dear,、mm-hmm. oh dear. So, let's see what the master of cinema would have、uh, to craft with two and a half hours worth of, of material to make it like, Yeah, I'm giving people what they want. He said, Oh, yeah, this is it. This is the stuff. I got my I got my boy, I got my Mifune,、uh, Toshiro, yeah. He's, got, he's his、uh, his collaborator. He's clean cut in this in this one. Very clean cut. And、uh, he's subdued in his role in this. It's, it's, it's a total it's, it's total、art. reversal. Maybe, maybe it's one of his best performances. 
For Tosh? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Reserved. Yeah. That's Ooh. his rule. Yes. So, how does this movie open up? Let's go through a, a rough play-by-play. Uh, it's a wedding. Yeah. Uh, it's a wedding party, I guess, specifically. It's and uh, yep. people are arriving. Yep. And then a bunch of journalists show up. The media. They're, mm-hmm. they're showing up, and they're asking questions. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they want to, but they get sort of there, I guess, to watch things unfurl. And you get their uh, biting commentary as they mm-hmm. lay out what who people are, kind of successfully. I <laughs> there's a lot of people who are just like I don't know. It's just another one of these. Like I'm not sure if it's like a company guy or the I don't know the crown company that the government actually operates. I, I it, it's a lot to keep track of fine little details of like this group owns this group or this is the government group that paid or got seemed to be has some underdoings with this anyway we'll get there we'll get through this sure sure so uh but all comes down to that there's accusations of corruption that the the government company is letting bids go through to another company that and they're skimming off the top, and with the, and it's very obvious, I guess, to anyone investigating. But you can always be like, "What are you talking about?" They're, you have to prove that this these conversations occurred, and there's kind of um, references to a previous scandal that uh, hit a, uh, a dead end when a man went out a window via suicide, um, and that was the end of the investigation. So there's something, there's like a, mm. a cloud that lingers over, a pile um, mm-hmm. uh, hangs over the the proceedings. And now you have mm-hmm. the the vice president's daughter, who is uh, a cripple, as the synopsis uh, just says. Uh, I think it's like she's got one leg longer than the other. Um. Well, I, what, I, ha- what happened was... Uh, she was riding on the boy on the brother's back, and he fell. He fell on her, right. and he made her lame. Is what the <laughs> those are the words that they said. He said I fell on you, and you became lame. Yeah. So I think it's basically he just crushed her to the point that she couldn't use her leg anymore. <laughs> that's a, that's how I took it away. Yeah, that's a hell of a crushing. Well, I mean, that's some roughhousing. You get a full grown boy falling off a bike. You're gonna you're gonna be lame too, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, so this, this movie's got a lot of names being thrown at you real quick. But you kind of just assume they'll take care of me. It, it'll all like when when the dust settles, I'll kind of know who's who. Mm-hmm. Just, just pay attention to what everybody looks like, um, and you should be fine. Uh, and then there's always Wikipedia to to be like, oh, that's the name of that character. Oh, that's their name. So uh, we have uh, Toshiro Mifune, who's uh, looking very un-Mifune-ish. With his glasses, his hair all high mm-hmm. and tight, slick back, looking like a real salary man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's got he's got a wage. This is Nishi, uh, yeah. and he is he'll be playing your Hamlet for the evening. Sure, not Frederick Nishi, no. but Nishi's not even his real name, as we'll find out. Well, you don't know that unless you read the synopsis. That's right. So he's super quiet. He's just kind of uh, hanging out in the back as all this stuff is going on. Uh, there's a very like prolonged scene where you see the daughter limping along 
almost mm-hmm. like tripping on the stairs and there's just like a lot of like ooh ah, everyone feels real bad for her and then there's also like uh, imagine being this person with all eyes on you and now you feel even more terrible even though it's your wedding and then you're mm-hmm. also like man this guy's marrying me he's just the you know the underling to my father and he's just doing this for gains corporate climbing the corporate like ladder kind gains. Of gains like these kinds of gains the those um that that show you're putting on for me right here no not like that not like that does this look like gains no does this look like gains to you <laughs> so no? okay um so ayabushi the the vice president of public development corporation that is the name mm-hmm. of the the government organization that seems to handle these uh, big public contracts, and they're the ones where there's a lot of um, scandal uh, kind of being alluded to. People are like, no, and the, the, the press are there because they're like, we think the, the cops are going to roll up. Th- things, are, things are starting to boil up again, and who, mm-hmm. who are they going to arrest? Who are they going to grab? So they're, out, they're waiting and li- lying in wait to get the scoop. <laughs> that's what, that's what uh, all newspaper people do back in the olden days. They, mm. they they show up and wait. Um, <clears throat> so there's the accountant Mayora. There's mm-hmm. Moriyama. There's Shirai. There's Wada. Who could forget about Wada? Uh, yeah. Wada is the guy who gets arrested at the wedding. He was the master of ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's kind of talk about this guy who killed himself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So uh, Wada gets arrested, and so they have to kind of continue on with the wedding. We get introduced to the brother of uh, the they're the brother of the bride who threatens to kill her husband if he doesn't treat her well. And what do you think that looks like? Uh, what how, do you... how do you think you would maybe go about that? How he would? I mean, he also likes to hunt duck, as it turns out. What does he do with those ducks after they've been hunted? I don't know. He cooks them up, makes them that duck fat, puts it on everything. Well, coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, duck coffee. Yeah. Well, duck fat. Some liver. Mm. Have you ever been in that situation where someone's like, "Hey, be good, or I'll get you," and then you go, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, it's happened. Only at the. At RJ's house. Well, not even at my house. It was someone else's house. You know what I mean? Same idea. So, um, so the cops roll up. They're starting to investigate. There's a kind of like a brief little montage of newspaper headlines mm-hmm. and uh, speculation. Um, Miora is uh, the, an accountant who gets arrested. And I think he's like outside of like the courthouse or like the precinct and a lawyer comes to deliver a message. And of course, Miura's um, response is to throw himself under a truck. Well, what would you do in that situation? If someone was like, hey, buddy, you just got out. Guess what? You're getting arrested again. Wow. I mean, it's like, hey, do the right thing. Yeah. Be be quiet or else. He's like, oh, better kill. Better end it all. You're like, wow. It's like that when that lawyer whispered those words, it might as well have been an assassin's bullet. That's what they tell you. you know? uh, and then Wada, after his questioning and release, he goes to try to kill himself by throwing himself into a volcano. 
That's uh, that's hardcore, RJ. Well, I mean, that's what the Beck song is about. Listen to the Beck song. Mm-hmm. It's send, called Volcano. Send your thetans back into the cosmos. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if it's like it's not like the lava is going to get you. It's all the the fumes, those toxic fumes. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely take the air, like the air out of you, but you'd yeah. probably hit, hit the lava. I don't know. I, I, see, I, I didn't see any lava though. I didn't. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, there was definitely steam. There's definitely, yeah, there was stuff in the air. Not not, def- not not good. But before he can kill himself, Nishi appears. Mm, Gra- what does he do? He grabs him. And he, he gets him? And he gets him. And then mm. they fake his death. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. He, he, he died? They like, um they leave the suicide note at the volcano. Yeah. And, he's and everyone's just like, well, I guess we he jumped in. Yeah, he jumped in. No remains. He's dead. So mm-hmm. they're they're having a funeral. So Nishi's kind of like he, he he. There's this is when he, this he's actually stepped out from kind of like behind the desk of like kind of just being this man lurking around, and suddenly he's now an active participant. Um, and he kind of knew it was like oh, after Murad uh, killed himself, I'm mean, gonna keep an eye on this Wada guy because this guy's gonna be instrumental to getting what I need to achieve done, as the synopsis told us. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Hey, I know you're not going to want to cooperate because we're going to have to pretend that you've killed yourself. So we're going to go to your funeral, and we're going to bug some <laughs> some flowers so you can overhear your boss, my colleagues, talk about you now that you're dead to really drive home the fact that these guys don't give a shit about you. You're having to like watch your own funeral, and it's because of these guys." That you're trying to protect, mm-hmm. and they don't give a crap. So, yeah, I guess he's convinced. And uh, they phase two is drive Shirai crazy. So they start using Wada as a his. He would appear in the dark in the alley, uh, walking by, driving by, and be like, "Ghost." I mean, I actually. I like that thing a lot. Spooky ghosts. Revenge ghosts, Jared. Yeah, I saw that tag you used. Do you know about revenge ghosts? Um, You're gonna. I'm, oh, I, did, I mean, I watched this movie. I mean, there's lots of revenge ghosts, <clears> but <throat> metaphorical, potentially. Right. Yeah, I like that ghost scene. <clears throat> it was cool. Right. So uh, there's also like a, a, another element of the Shirai thing is convincing the higher-ups that Shirai is also like stealing from the company mm-hmm. or is going to flip uh and is breaking up uh and of course they're convinced this guy this guy can't be trusted anymore i think he's ripping us off i think he's stealing some money for himself so they send a guy to kill him mm-hmm. uh which is kind of cool I, I like that bit but before the guy can uh, assassinate him nishi intervenes once again and now uh, Shirai discovers that Wada is just sitting in the back of the car. There's this whistling going on, I should mention, that Nishi does. Mufune's doing his little whistle, humming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice tune. <clears throat> it's it's kind of like... Kind of sound. Flawless. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to an office. We, get, we go to the office building. To, to mm-hmm. the very office where... Uh, Nishi's dad got tossed out and then we get story time mm-hmm. explaining it all there's like threat that he's going to get killed 
um, that he's going to get thrown out the window, or he's going to have to drink the poisoned whiskey. Uh, yeah, I mean, who? D- I mean, isn't it all poisoned, Jarrett? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, Shirai decides he doesn't want anything to do with this. He drinks the whiskey, assuming mm-hmm. that it's poisoned, and mm-hmm. turns out it isn't. But by this point, he's already lost his mind. <laughs> yep. He's uh he's gone mad or something. Yeah. Well, he drinks it and it's like you poisoned him. He's like, no, it's not actually. He's like, it's just rye whiskey. This is that's Tashiro's voice. He says it's a just a rye whiskey. He said he's lost he's, his um, mind. I like this Italian Tashiro Mufune. I'm a Tashiro Mufune. I'm a lust of my mind on the whiskey. Right. Yeah. So the guy's just gone mad. Yeah. So this is going on. Um, Moriyama. He starts to figure out, based on, like, what's going on, like, why are these guys, what's happening to this guy? What's happening here? This seems very, this seems a little weird. And they start deducing that, hey, this this Nishi guy, what, there's something about him. He's the only person that seems a constant factor who could benefit from all this, that would have access to this information and know all these things. So they know there's something happening here. Uh, he goes and tells uh, Mr. Vice President Iwabushi um, and uh, Tatsuo, the, the the brother of the bride. He overhears like part of this conversation about how Nishi is trying to destroy the family, mm-hmm. and like and, you know he's married his daughter for all these reasons, and he's just like Nishi, you get the fuck out of here, you stay away from this family. Yeah, and yeah. I mean. I do the same thing mm-hmm. daily, sometimes more than daily. And then Stop daily. Yeah. And then RJ Moriyama is abducted by Nishi. <laughs> Cause you just go around doing whatever you want in Japan. You need to well, kidnap a grown man. You just go get him. I mean, you could do that here too. No. If you wanted, I, I guess at some point I should mention that we are also introduced to Nishi's best friend. Itakuru or Itakara. Uh, who's the real Nishi? Uh, yeah, there's a there's mention of a name swap in there. <laughs> yeah, you just, know what I mean. It just because well, that's what you do when you're friends. Well, I mean, I sometimes go by Fudge. Yeah, Fudge Duncan. Yeah. Well, I mean, Is it's it... all it's all in the name of revenge. Uh, well, yeah, that's how I was using it. So uh, I, I would, if I was you, buddy, I would stay away from Missouri. There's a lot yeah. of people who got that name that. Uh, not going to be nice for you. So, anyways, no. Yeah, so, uh, Nishi takes Moriyama to this like old abandoned factory ruin, takes him down to like this room, locks him in there, and his plan is just like I'm gonna I'm gonna starve you. I'm gonna we're gonna question you till you break. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. takes up an awful lot of the runtime. This movie, I feel, that is a lot of it. Like a, a lot, lot. Like, like almost like this, it's almost like the movie ran out of steam and decides, hey, let's do this for the next 30 minutes. 30, 30 at least. At least. Because, yeah, this is like an hour and a half in. And then this is the rest of the last hours. Basically just yeah. the questioning. I feel like at this point, one might say it kind of uh, it goes off the rails a little bit, I, I think. Because <laughs> you're just like, why is this still going? And then... um because uh, Wad is working with these two, Nishi and uh, Itakura. Uh, Wada goes 
because he's like feels guilty about all these things and his involvement so he's trying to like clear his own conscience and he's like well maybe i can like kind of help like reconcile this couple and like mm-hmm. what's going on there because uh nishi kind of gives this whole backdrop about how he feels about mm-hmm. yoshiko who's like oh you're just doing this for the sake of it. he's like well i was but but i but i feel differently about it it's very well framed this movie i should mention is like really well photographed this movie looks pretty great. good symmetry cinematography you know about you know about and, symmetry and, and that's yeah, that's symmetry um so he goes and gets yoshiko uh or yoshiko um mm-hmm. and uh brings her back to the the factory because there's like a whole s- suspenseful bit where it's like walking down the steps mm-hmm. it's like who oh, is it oh no they're here to get us no no they talk it out yeah they have a little sit down they say listen they talk. Let's they, talk. They have a chat, and they realize, oh, we do love one another. He said, "Hey, let's rap, mm-hmm. friends." Um, so Iwabushi, though, so the vice president. Um, one thing I'll give this screenplay credit for is they write him fairly intelligently, where he mm-hmm. figures stuff out. He's not dumb. It's like where were where was she? Where did she go? And she comes back. He's like. Okay, you don't. You never leave the fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where got you out? She's like, oh, uh, this happened. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, uh, your your brother, he uh, he he he, he really left. He, he left bed. with he left with a of a gun. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he knows where Nishi is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh God, I have to tell my father so we can go save Nishi. And he's like, all right, yeah, he's telling me where to go. For, oh yeah, yeah, let's go before you know drugging his daughter as she goes to sleep. And who hasn't been there? Uh, not me, RJ. I don't mean as a parent. I mean as the person being drugged. Yeah, not by a parent, just in general. Yeah. So he take so uh, dad takes off. Uh, she wakes up and uh, she sees Tatsuo has come back home. And he's been duck hunting. And she was like, uh, then she realizes, oh, I've been had. There, There's a big buildup to this, too, where the, the brother's like, our dad's a piece of shit. Yeah. And she's like, no, dad's <laughs> nice. He's nice to me. Don't yeah. worry. Dad's nice. And the brother's like, dad's a piece of shit. Come on. What, what writing? That Hey, that would be real conversation, no? Mm-hmm. That's how people really talk. Real Do you talk. believe me? No. Well, you should. So, uh, the, the brother and sister they go to the ruin to stop her, their dad, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's too late. <laughs> but Itakaru's there, and he's there to give you another info dump. Because there's a lot of those in this movie, a lot of exposition. It's like, hey, mm. you know those uh, three people and all that evidence? They all got they got flattened under a train. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was made to look like an accident, a drunken accident. So it yeah. all go away, and it's all but, your fault because you told your dad, and he's he's a piece of crap. And that's the end of it. That's that mattress man. That's a quote. That is that. So okay, <laughs> that's kind of yep. like what happens. And then the kids go home. They yell at their dad. They say, "We disown you, and we're out." You've lost your children. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, I got to take a phone call now. Got to call my superiors. Let them know everything's taken care of, sir. Uh, you know, asks about retirement. 
He's like, well, you know, I'll be able to take a vacation. Oh, man, it's been so long since I have uh, I slept. I didn't sleep at all last night. I almost lost a sense of time. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. That's the end of the movie. Um, and I remember watching this. The ending just comes up. It's like, what the fuck? That's it? That's the end. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not like a guy. I, it's it's pretty abrupt. It is abrupt. It feel it feels extremely abrupt. And it's not like I want closure. I mean, I'm fine with like the good guys losing. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine. That's acceptable. Yep. But this is just like I don't know. He says, "What's that? I got a vacation." And no it's over. There's no final shot. Like, there's no yeah. There's nothing about there's that. There's no fin. But as the title told us all along, RJ. Mm-hmm. The bad sleep well. Uh, yeah, because they don't have feelings, Jared. Well, they've uh, they resigned themselves. Do you think this would fit into your January? It's Is a, it noir? It's noir. It's noir. Ish. Yep. No hundred. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um. I will say I like my non Chanbara. Kurosawa more. It's a Chunbara. Samurai movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, the movie looks good. It is way too long. And Mm -hmm. there is so much exposition. It is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, It is is unnecessary. It's too much. It's way too much talking. And Mm -hmm. the first half of this, I thought, was, like, pretty solid. Had my mm-hmm. full attention. And then there just comes this point where it's time to go to the ruin. And it's just like spinning wheels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this could be done way more concisely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's not very, like, just the, the way it, the path it takes isn't very convincing uh, in terms of like, what happens now? And then this happens. It's just, it's, it's uh, melodramatic. Some might say... Which feels weird, like, because it should be a little bit more... I don't know, the whole movie kind of feels like that, really. Mm-hmm. It's so convoluted, this revenge scheme. and it, But then suddenly it's like, let's just grab people and kidnap them, because now it's time for the plan to go underway. It's like, he could have done this all along. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's nothing that changed with getting married. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, unless I'm wrong. Unless like, I'm totally misremembering um, something. Like, what... No. Yeah, I don't think so. He doesn't gain any more access. It's like he could have just been a guy. Well, I, well, actually, I mean, he he didn't become the secretary until he married the daughter. Okay, and then that and then that did give him. And then actually he gets a promotion. And then lots gets... of, but and like immediate access to him, and then but like it, ways to do. But if he things. but if he knew who these guys were, he could have just literally been grabbing them off the street, dragging yeah. them to like torture them in the ruins of the factory and but i think what i want to i want to get he wanted to get great justice i think yeah and he wanted he wanted to see him squirm too right so that's like with the scene with the guy where it's like go pick up the bank thing and then he does and then something's off and he comes back and it was because he was the secretary he could plant the money in the bag and then set that guy up more which they do they figured out pretty quickly they're like what does it mean it makes sense that this guy would steal this amount of money and then it's it's like a thing too, but I, I, I mean, I think there was a reason. The marriage was to become secretary, and to become secretary was to uh, get like closer and have a few more ways to to fuck with this guy. I guess. I think is what it was. He wants to draw the strings around him, 
But I feel like some of his other actions are so heavy-handed that it's like, mm. well, because, you know, his plans change, as, mm-hmm. as we're told in the wrestling business. Um, but I was like, well, you could have just done all those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to get him to help me because I wanted an admission. It's like, well, we drove that guy crazy. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that one was a little goofy. Yeah. The getting crazy mm-hmm. was a little, little goofy. And then this other guy, we're, like, we're going to starve him till he admits his part. And, and torture. And, t- and tells, us what, tells us where the evidence is to prove that my father was innocent. I guess like that's ultimately his goal is to prove his father's innocence. And clear yeah. his father's name. Um, well, that and just to just to seek revenge, right? And and also. and also the I saw the service to like trying to make an entertainment movie. But mm. is it is it entertaining in itself? Well, uh, you tell me. I don't know. Watch Watch High and Low. <laughs> like that's okay. Yeah, this this movie is not that. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this movie, RJ? Uh, I mean, I think this movie is. It's a mixed bag. Uh, there's parts of it I really like, and then there's parts of it that I'm like. Uh, so I think the. <laughs> if you part it. It's like a there's death parts rattle. Where I do that. Where, well, you know, it's it's like a. Oh. Um, I think the first half an hour of this movie is real, real good. Where I'm like, yep, it's not like amazing shit, but I'm like, I like this. They're hitting all the beats you want. Uh. They're setting stuff up real good. Something is happening. And then, like, because of this description, I was like, okay, I, I mean, I guess I know what ha- is happening here, but I wish I wish I didn't have that. Um, so that's the setup. The first half an hour is real good where all these things are kind of falling into place and you see, like, all the ways that he was, he's setting up the big guys to start taking hits. And you're like, very nice, very good. I like the setup where the guy goes to jail. And he comes out and then right then he slips them some more info and it's just like and then he also slips the thing you know um that kind of eventually leads to this guy just jumping in front of the truck i was like i like that too that's also good um so those two things were good those were cool and then um what was i gonna say the first the intro setup awesome and this movie in general looks great it's framed real nice great symmetry Great symmetry, Jared. I know you're a big symmetry boy, but um, you talking about that composition? I am. I'm talking about the frame, man. The point of focus in that frame. It is toot sweet. Uh, that's a that's like a movie term if you're unfamiliar. Unfamiliar. Um, so yeah. Ha- hashtag toot sweet. Hashtag toot sweet. We can get that started. Um, I think the setup's awesome. Uh, and then I think once you start to learn, like once he does kind of reveal, I'm still on board at that point too. Like when the, when he does make the guy basically go crazy, you go, okay. Um, like I, I was still fine with that, uh, where it does lose me though. And this is the only kind of thing that I was like, oh man, I was like, that's a bummer. Um, is when they start the, the hunger strike or the hunger game interrogation Hmm. where it's like, uh, it gets super playful, and I don't. Yeah, like that. the the tone, the, the is music, it? It, the boop, music boop, and the tone. It's like boop, boop, do, 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 do. It's like, it's like, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, they're starving a man. 
They're, yeah, and but the guys are like, well, they're just joking. Know. Hey, let me out, you guys. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's like, guys, I'm hungry. Guys, let me out. And you're just like, all right. But it is like the music is so chipper and like gleeful that you're just like, mm-hmm. you're like, this doesn't match anything that we've seen in this movie so far. And it's so out of place. And it's kind of like what you said. It's like that thing just seems like they're just like, hey, can we get like another half hour out of this? And they're like, if you need, we can. Apparently somebody wanted that. But every yeah, but everything else around it wasn't like that at all. Like everything before wasn't like that. And then everything after. So like when when girlfriend comes to see uh, Toshi and uh, they have like a, a like a tender moment like that's a serious thing but then it bo- goes back to like the the like the circus seinfeld stuff circus torture music circus torture music but it like i, I can't even remember what the music's like it's just like do do boom boom it's just like it's real goofy and you're just like i don't like this it's too playful <laughs> it really is because the movie is like you're setting up this big thing and it's like just make it serious ass the whole time through and I, I think I would have liked that a lot more because I was super into it until that stuff started happening. And then I uh, I dropped off real quick where I was just like, man, I was like, you didn't have to do that. Um, that said, uh, I do I do like it. I, I do think it's got lots of really good stuff in it. I I really like when I do like when Kurosawa does this stuff and um, even just like shakespeare stuff in general with kurosawa i i usually really enjoy whether it's samurai or whatever and i already talked about like loose what does loose mean but um uh yeah no i i like kurosawa i like when he does these kinds of things i think this movie looks great i think the first bit's real good i think it ends on like a super like a just kind of a dour like non-ending it's just like that's it the movie is over now and then you go oh yeah. And I think that would work in with like this movie being like serious, but then it's just that half an hour where it gets really goofy, and uh, like, and like and nobody long. was like, yeah, and and, and, and repetitive, and you're just like, hmm, they're yeah. still they're still doing this because like everything else up to this point is so concise, and then just like, oh no, we're gonna do this for a bit. Yeah, and and that's the thing that really gets me, and it kind of bums me out a little bit because I think if if they just kind of reduced that a little bit, like they don't need to take it out, just kind of cut it out or cut a little bit out of it and don't have that music there. Like that's honestly the biggest thing. Don't so have that music you, you, there. You want, and then, like, you want like really serious torture music for your, have, for a half hour. Just, just have nothing. Just have the fucking sounds of the cave creaking and dro- dripping or whatever. But even like the banter between the guys are like, well, you know, we might have to give this guy a, uh, enema later and it's like wow we give so many enemas in the caves you know it's like really goofy ass dialogue that goes along with that also and you're just like why are they like riffing so much right now or is this just improv so that's like that's super silly and that that's the biggest thing I don't like I like everything else about this movie it's like yeah I'm on board with most of it uh, the injection of the rye whiskey is kind of stupid <laughs> but like I I I know what they were trying to go for, but yeah, it's just that goofy bit in the middle kind of throws me where I go, hmm. I go, that's too bad. You know? You go, if only they didn't have that, we would have been in a lot better shape. But, yeah, alas. alas. It is what it is, Jarrett. 
You know what I mean? (laughs) It is what it is. So that's my uh, my two rubs on this thing. I like it. I think it's a good movie. It's just I think that bit in the middle is um, uh, really kind of leashes this thing. Kind of holds down a little bit, Jared. Mm -hmm. So anyways, good show otherwise. (laughs) Know what I mean, Vern? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. You want to hear from people who hate this movie. I guess you're one of them for sure. Um, from B, one star. Honestly, my least favorite Kurosawa. Yes, I get the premise, but I still couldn't tell what the hell was going on the whole time. Uh, that's not accurate. This movie is not hard to understand. And I am saying that. So you know that that's, for, that's true, right, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I will give B credit is that he rated Little Nicky four stars. And it's like, yeah, Little Nicky probably is a four-star film. Are you familiar with the the Adam Sandler film, uh, Little Nicky, Jarrett? I'm aware of it. Yeah? You know about that one? You've heard about that one? Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Uh, other five-star films include your favorite movie, Prisoners. And it's a wonderful life. Favorite films are Swingers, Black Narcissus, Amicord, and Network. And half star films include Halloween Kills <laughs> and uh, Tom Cruise's The Mummy. But also, they give a half star to Phenomena, like Argento's, and that's not accurate. Oh, that's wild. That movie's incredible. Maybe they mean the Creeper version. Oh, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, Phenomena is incredible, so. How about Dan, 1863, Sickles? How about him? One and a half star. No samurai, no grandeur. Reporters doing Ben Hecht very badly. Where's the excitement? X marks the spot. That's horseshit. If you want to watch a samurai movie, watch a samurai movie. They'd be like going to go watch the Rugrats movie and being like, there's barely any M16s in this thing. Where's all the guns? Who directed uh, Regrets? Is is that person known for that? Uh, PTA. I see. Yeah. Well, actually, Michael Bay via PTA. I just mean it's like, even if if a director is known for doing things like samurai movies, and then then I'd say Kurosawa is mostly samurai, but everyone knows he does like noir stuff and like other period piece or other things as well. So you pull up a movie and it's called The Bad Sleep Well. It's got a modern setting. And then you go, where's the samurais? It's like, that's that's on this guy more than anything. Favorite film, films include The Wild Bunch, Clockwork Orange, The Godfather, and The Warriors. We might have a potential one here, Jarrett. Someone in the making, if you know what I mean. Uh, half a star to East of Eden. Half a star to To Die For. Half a star to Tom Cruise's The Mummy. So a lot of, a lot of people ripping on the mummy in this one. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean that movie's not good, but like, uh, interesting, interesting. And uh, one of our own. Oh, baby, this is uh, and this isn't even planned or planted. This was a, this is a genuine. From from Jackson. Actium. Actium. Jackson Maximus. One and a half stars. Now this is a Jackson one and a half star. Which means, mm-hmm. which means different things. 
Yes. Uh, the Bad Sleep Well feels like Kurosawa working out the kinks of his crime films before ultimately making the excellent High and Low. But despite it feeling primarily like a film that's more so experimenting with the genre, there is no shortage of excellent moments. Kurosawa knows how to make a compelling film, and this is no exception. That being said, there is a pretty big gap in quality between the beginning and end of the film, bleeding to my praise possibly being slightly due to the recency bias of a pretty gripping conclusion to the film. Like his other films, Kurosawa crafts an immaculate picture full of incredible cinematography, choreography, making for very striking visual representations on screen. In a way, it feels like a stage production, the influence of Hamlet undoubtedly playing into this feeling, in a manner where it feels rehearsed to AT, ensuring a very stylistically presented playout of actions. Interesting. It's always nice to hear from Actium Jackson Maximus. I wonder what he thinks of Tom Cruise's The Mummy. <laughs> uh, favorite films of Actium Jackson Maximus include To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 1. I'm just kidding. Those are his most recent ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just does the thing where it's his most recent liked movies and his favorites. But in his bio, Jackson says Two Stars is Good. And I'm very confused at how Jackson rates films very confused but he's only got one five star film and it's Big Lebowski and he's got a few four and a half star films and one of them is Cruising so Mm -hmm. you know nothing wrong with that all good things Uh, elevated cinema elevated elevated how about one more RJ sure Kevin Guo Kevin Guo two stars Okay. This was self-indulgent in its runtime, and I really felt that the film would have, uh, could have been trimmed down significantly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Guo, you're not wrong. The but... same, it's like saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, he's not wrong. Uh, Witness for Protection, The Best Years of Our Lives, The Dark Knight, and Mulholland Drive. Uh, half a star to Rambo, Last Blood. I don't know about that, mm-hmm. bud. Uh, what other half-star films we have in here? Lots of Transformers films. G.I. Joe. Ooh, here's a big one. Half-star to King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. No, no. That movie is pretty good. <laughs> pretty real good. I encourage everyone this Christmas to watch King Arthur, Legend of the Sword by Guy Ritchie. Watch that scene where he's working out. It's good. It's good. I was just looking ahead, RJ. I think it's yeah. like a hundred movies from now that we watch the next Kurosawa. Oh, I thought you were gonna say a hundred movies from now until we watch King Arthur, Legend mm. of the Sword. No, longer than that. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it's like another like two hundred eight. I think it's like four hundred movies before the, it's the next one, and then a hundred after that. So uh, we're kind of getting off the Kurosawa train for a while. For how long? Uh, what the rate we're going? Uh, god damn, two years, two years until Kurosawa. So we do like six in a week, and then now we have fucking two years. Why didn't they space this out better? I don't know. You know what I mean? I believe we'll be watching right before that Berlin Alexanderplatz, the 14 hour long TV series. Well, you will be watching that. (laughs) 
I don't well, think you, I'll be watching. You like that. that? You like fast? Uh, you like Rainier Fassbender, don't you? You like that guy? Yeah, in in, in TV form. in ninety minutes. Oh. Sure, you can watch. I don't know. We can do that episode, but it's got to be. That's the only episode we do that whole month. <laughs> it's gonna take me four weeks to watch that fucking. Oh, movie. you you watch an entire half a season of Star Trek in that time. Well, that was when I was in lockdown. Remember. Mm-hmm. I had nothing. I had nowhere else to go. Well, maybe there'll be another pandemic happening by that point. Well, fingers crossed. Maybe uh, we'll really open up Pandora's box before then. Well, someone's box. Wow. What? Jeez, RJ. People own boxes. People are allowed to own boxes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who is your favorite stock Kurosawa character from his stable? Like, other than Toshi? Kamatari Fujiwara? Well, I prefer one of the other Kyoko Kagawa? Yeah, Kagawa's okay. Kagawa's okay. I'm a big fan of... um... Don't you remember her from Tokyo Story? I mean, yeah, he's... She's she's good. And how about her turn in Redbeard? Uh, She's pretty good in Redbeard. And, 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 of course... Who could forget her in uh, lower depths? Who could? I think my favorite um, Kurosawa recurring actor is probably Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty good, Jarrett. He's the best there is at what he does. That's actually about Gilbert Godfrey. Did you know that? I think the guy who's got the most striking face, though, is the uh, Ko Nishimura. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that, and it's something that I think is a real thing. Um, Without a doubt. He's the guy who gets driven crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy's fine. They're all good. They're all good. Some some of the older guys are good. No. I like the older guy in the Hunger Strike, whoever that is. Oh, uh, that or would not be... Or not hunger, hunger Strike. Yeah, he's not yeah, being uh, starved the to starved death. The man. Yeah. Uh, Takashi Shimura from yeah, Seven Takashi Samurai, Shimura. Rashomon, Ikuru... Yeah. Come on, we all know him from Ikiru. Well, I know him from... He's in um, Too Fast, Too Furious. He's one of the cars. Oh. Yeah, it was real like, method did his, did his soul get transferred into it? No, it was method. Okay. It was method acting. Hey, don't you know about Jared Leto? Same idea. Same thing. Same thing. That's samurai music. Is it? Uh, any final thoughts on the bad sleep? Well, you want to order that cake? You want to get one of those bad sleep well cakes? I heard that they. A, I heard they sell those now. It's fucking enormous that cake. Oh. That's a big cake, dude. Very popular at the uh, Criterion uh, Collection office. I mean, yeah, and then there's the one window from that one Criterion employee that's got an X on it, and you go, "Was that Gary?" No, Gary doesn't work for them. Remember. I know, but He's like from the Midwest, John John threatens to throw people out that fucking window. Though he say, "Hey, if you don't like French New Wave, get fucked," mm-hmm. and he throws them right out the window. And you go, "Come on, they're not good." Not again. Say it's not good movies. Not yeah. After the break, um, you still recording? Gee, we're. Uh, I don't know. The real podcast hosts show up from 
pog watch and uh mm. they're going to uh get us loaded up real good drive us out onto those train tracks and let nature take its course what do they do out there uh you get run over and then what? And, and all our, and our soundcloud files will all be destroyed good the end of the end end of an era good good do it just fucking do it do it people who email into this podcast that have peculiar motives and all i gotta say is that if anyone thought that if you disappeared one day all i gotta give them is a name or two Mm -hmm. the potentials and i think i think i think it would line up evidence or not i think it would line up okay Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean do you know the individuals there's uh, one, and then there's two. I see. There's one, and then there's two. Don't forget about the second one. That's the one you got to worry about. What about number three? Number three? Not a problem yet, mm-hmm. but soon. Soon. You can email us at criteriangreaves at gmail.com and uh, a plot with RJ. Sure you can. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jarrett Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Tumblr. And uh, Snapchat. And TikTok. And Fartbox. Uh, Pinterest. We're on Pinterest now? Yeah. Always always have been. Uh, Are we on Venmo? <laughs> uh, Vine. Oh, we got Vine? Mm-hmm. Shit. I love Vine. Um, Sick. Yeah, we're on SoundCloud. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Mm-hmm. We've got YouTube. We just we were just hitting three thousand subscribers after three years or more. This is like year five, dude. Where well, the, fuck have the you podcast been? has been on for five years, but we haven't yeah. been on YouTube the entire time. Where the fuck have you been? And uh, we've got Patreon. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Next week, Spine three hundred twenty, and this RJ is a big one. A man quoted often on this podcast, but has yet, had yet to enter the creep itself. John Ford, young Mr. Lincoln from 1939. Holy 
Shit. Are we gonna? Are, are you gonna? You're, you bringing your binoculars? Are we gonna find the horizon? Yeah. On this one, Jared. We're, we're gonna go looking for it. Oh my God! How is it framed? Uh, full frame. On the horizon? The, the, there'll be awareness of the horizon. I would hope. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Um, we're gonna learn all about an American president. Oh. Is that is that Mr. Lincoln, RJ? Um. Oh, is that Lincoln? Look, everybody knows what happened to that dude. Not, not we all watched the Scorsese film. Not t t what? You know, <laughs> The I, Departed? That's oh. about Lincoln. Oh. What, are you dumb? When he got killed on the elevator? Yeah. That's how they got him. Oh. Like, read a book. Read a book. Read a book. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is Abraham Lincoln. Well, he was Abraham Lincoln. He was the neighbor. Oh, I see. He turned the tables, though. He flipped. Yeah. He flipped it. He did flip it. He did flip it. Yeah. Well, yeah. folks, you got a week to brush up on the history of, of the of the, the man who freed the slaves. Who, Mark Wahlberg? That's right. I think he's actually there's like. No, there's I, nothing he can't do. I don't know I why he's, he's slow, got a bad he's, past. I think he's really slowed down, though. I think there's some alleged racism in his past. Well, there's some funky bunch. That's for sure. Ooh, he isn't funky. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Bo Boston, am I right? Wow. So there's a pro it's very, very lots of problems there. Wow. Good night. <laughs>